We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. This is it. Less than 24 hours until the Open Championship actually begins at terrible times for anyone in North America. Good times if you live in PST. I think that's what it's called. Or Greenwich Main Time. Either way, there are still spots remaining in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League at this moment. It is currently 93% full, so let's fill that up during the course of the show. The link is down in the description right now. Over $100,000 of rake-free, guaranteed money. Sub to the channel. That's the only way that you can ask questions during the question and answer period. If you ask your question right now at the beginning of this live show, or if you ask it after the show is done and we aren't live anymore, they're not going to get answered. I feel like that should be pretty straightforward, but this is the internet. It's full of fucking morons. Maybe you're one of those people. Who knows? Or maybe you're a winner of $2,000 because the draw is still open and it's going until next Monday. So please subscribe, rate, and review five stars, the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple's podcast and Spotify, and subscribe to the newsletter where you can find all that information. I mean, you do those three things, you have 40 ballots in the draw. Makes it pretty easy. If you retweet this show right now, it's a ballot in the draw. I'm tweeting it out on Twitter in one minute. So you can go hit that one and get yourself some more ballots into that draw. Tambo is in studio with me, shipitnation.com. Back. Final major of the season. Excited. Final. I always say U.S. Open's my favorite, and then I get to this one, I say it's my favorite, and then we get to the Masters, and it's everybody's favorite, but I, I really do like this one. Uh, I loved last week. Ended up being a great week. Loved the Scottish Open, just the setup of it all, and now we hop right into an even stronger field here at Hoylake, so it's going to be good. Pat Mayo Experience, currently the number one podcast, South Africa. That's, that's a good rating. Number two in Azerbaijan. Number seven in Canada. I don't know, Canadians out there. I don't like that so much. Number five in the United States. So if you haven't downloaded all the shows this week, please go download all the shows. That'd be really nice. Canada slacking. Not I know. Nice people here, and it's not like them. P- pulling up the rear. Even Great Britain's doing better than Canada at this point. Canadians hate Pat Mayo. Yeah, apparently. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks my home country turning on me. Let's get to the bets for the Open Championship. Here's a tip. Don't spend as much money on betting as I did this week. And you end up just looking at this like, I can't possibly win money. Unless like two of these things hit, then I win all the money. 
I need some tips to get some because it's the least amount of bets I've ever had was waiting for weather. But now you're going to sell me on some. So go ahead. I'm not going to sell you on many, but just tell the people who you have two bets in. That's all you have. That's you it. Have. I took the, I, the decky 108 places. The only reason I like that one a little bit is because if there, you know, we always talk about injury reports and make fun of them. If there was one, it feels like decky would have about four designations possible. Don't want that to be the case. So I took it at 100 with eight places just in case he shows up a little bit more worried for, from a DFS perspective, but not something I worry about too much in general. And then Bobby Mack, I had the future on him at one. 50 at five places took it before last week's result and i had him last week at 90 with eight places got that each way but uh pretty close to the w there so i went i basically have four guys that i'm betting i made a whole bunch of stupid bets around it so i have scheffler at 10 morikow at 35 dustin johnson at 40 denny mccarthy 125 to one with eight places gotta ride the form of denny here the elevated event denny El- elevated event denny top 10 denny just come in seventh place solo denny and you know Pay off my week for me. That'd be, <laughs> Top that'd, Tenny Denny? That'd be, okay. that'd be like pretty that. nice. I also have Kurt Kitayama at 200 with eight places. And Jeff sold me. He found a number on Siwoo Kim at 200 to one. I was like, well, I can't pass on that now, can I? Yeah. I'm not made of stone. No, I like that. I like that one. That's so, good. So those are, you have the three from, you know, 10, 35, and 40, 125, 200, 200. And then I have three things that I call YOLO bets because I wanted to bet on them. I wouldn't recommend people do this, but if any of these guys, I mean, if they win, that'd be a life-changing money. They come inside the top eight. We're having a good week here. Daniel Hillier, 300 to one with eight places. Thirsty Lawrence, 450 to one with eight places. And Ben Griffin, who I've really come around on as the week has gone along, 750 to one with eight places. I'll be sending out a newsletter later on this afternoon. I already have the write-up done on Ben Griffin to see, maybe I can try to sell you on Ben Griffin. I was going to say, if you, if you get, give me any pitch out of all of those, please just do the Ben Griffin one. Let's see here. Let me, let me pull this up. Ben Griffin, the driver, has been spotty since the beginning of May. That's not great news. But he's actually reeled off seven straight events, gaining strokes on approach, including last week, his first foray into Lynx Golf in Scotland, came T25. And if there was one thing that we knew about him earlier on in the year, it's he's a really good putter. And it kind of went cold around the same time following the Florida swing. Now, regardless of whatever comp courses you want to use, there does seem to be a little bit of correlation between what we've seen on leaderboards at this course and what we've seen in Florida golf in general, whether you want to say Bay Hill, whether you want to say Sawgrass, whether you want to say the Honda. And it's not so much that um, they're on Bermuda grass or there's water everywhere. There's not, but it's kind of like dodging landmines a little bit, which you're going to have to do on this course where, you know, if you put it into a pot bunker just off the fairway, you're fucked. You have to chip out. I mean, yeah. I read that entire Michael Kim thread just like everyone else did, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was super valuable. You should really get into this business. Then you have the weird OB spot. So like, Griffin's not super long off the tee. He's relatively accurate off the tee. So if he can just keep himself out of trouble off the tee, the rest of his game is starting to heat up a little bit. When you look at his Florida swing, that's when he was good. That's how he qualified for the Open Championship with his T14 at Bay Hill. He's T21 at the Honda, T35 at the Players, T14 at Bay Hill. Now, obviously, those aren't winning bets based on the bet that I made, but he's $6,000 on DraftKings which I think is a very nice price. And I like the rest of the world, like Matthew Southgate. You like Antoine Rosner. But for $200 more, just a way to break up some of the names that I have down there. I thought that 750 to one was a really big number, yeah. considering the rest of the guys who are of his level and in his range are like 300 to one or 400 to one. He's double that. Yeah. So with the eight places, that's kind of nice. I also made three top 40 bets, uh, Hillier plus 250. And I played these at a place uh, in Canada. You, you get the rough, rough doggy site. Uh, I don't even know how to 
makeup and he's <laughs> Bovada in the, <laughs> where they don't have uh, each way or they don't have each way. They don't have dead heat rules. Okay. So even if eight guys tie for 40th place, it's a full payout on your 40th. Uh, so I have Hillier at plus 250, Southgate at plus 300, and Griffin at plus 350. I also played four first round leaders. DJ, hot start DJ at Open Championships. That's his thing. 45 to 1, and I bet him to win. So if he gets out to a first round, he'd like to catch that money right away. Xander's a boost on a place that's open 365 days a year, up to 50 to 1 to be first round leader. I just thought that was a bigger number. And, you know, if Xander's going to do anything, probably in the first round. Southgate, 200, or Southgate, 160 to 1 with five places. And Ben Griffin, 200 to 1 with five places. And I bet Sean Crocker at 90 to 1 with five places. And Max Kiefer, 75 to 1 with five places at the Barracuda. Jeez. Because, you know, golf is happening. Got to bet on it. Yeah, and the contests weren't as, as good over there. So I, I like these. Uh, the, the two I wrote down, X at 50 to 1 with the boost. I'll see if I get the, the Mayo boost. I usually don't, but just in case. I like that idea because, you know, he's he's actually usually, to me, not a fast starter, but it, because I think of other tournaments where he hasn't been, like the Memorial, some of the other majors, things like that, but then he battles his way back in. But if he's going to, and that's kind of a way to get exposure to him, we'll talk when we get to the tiers. Kind of like that one. And I like the Southgate one. I forgot about him, but we always bet him on the first round leader stuff on the DP World Tour. That's And then usually he posts his 63 in round two, and you're like, damn, I had yeah. it on day one when he posted the 70. But either way, uh, at 160 to one, and I'll do it with the places, I think that would be an option to get in on. So I mark those two down as options that I can go after. Now, don't think that I'm not out here playing like six-person top 40 parlays as well. I was waiting for it to make the cut or to miss the Oh, cut. no, I, I, I gave most of those out on the show. I gave out an 11-legger, a 10-legger, 9-legger, 8-legger on the Best Bet show yesterday. Maybe I'll throw them in, but it's basically just, you know, the guys that I like this week who are available to make the cuts, like DJ Bryson, Bobby Mack, Connors, Fox, Harrington, Denny, Ben-Ann, Reed. Those are like... I think that's the eight leg one. I think that pays. Let's see. Ben N. Interesting. You brought him up. Yeah, yeah. I bet fifty bucks to pay twelve hundred on it. Nice so, for the eight legger one. Then they just keep and then you're progressively just la- laddering getting, it up. Yeah. There. So yeah, th- those are my go. those are my safe ones on the eight way <laughs> parlay. And then I ended up playing. Let's see. Is this a five leg? Yeah, five leg top forty parlay with Ben Ann, Denny, Griffin, Southgate, and Hillier. Pays a lot of money if it hits. If this thing doesn't, ten, ten yeah. bucks pays like thirty five hundred bucks. If this gig doesn't work out with you, I think you're okay. But if it doesn't, Vegas Mayo, you get on a Twitter account, you just start posting my safe eight game to eight parlay eight. to make the cut of the week. And don't worry if you need more, I got this, I got this. And you give them the nine and the ten gamers. Damn, you're gonna really have a good business on your hands there, Pat. Yeah, well, I might need to go in business after I lose all of these bets. Actually, I'm fine. So I wouldn't really worry about it too much. I gamble think responsibly. I think you'll be all right, yes. Gamble else. responsibly, gamble within your means, and you'll be good to go. Uh, so I'll be fine sitting here. I still got $2,000 to give away. That's a big loss for me <laughs> uh, coming Monday. So I hopefully I can win some money and uh, redistribute that back to the people. We'll see here. Goes around, comes around. You, you might get it that way. Yeah, but I mean, those are just fun. It's yeah. the last major of the year. I'm going to go, as Jeff said, as Jeff kind of kindly put it, this is the last chance that he gets to lose a lot of money before week one. That's true. And you got Scotty, don't forget. So you have the best player in the field. Yeah, and I, listen, I, I like the odds on Morikawa at 35. I like the odds on Dustin at 40. I think those are good odds. I really like Fowler this week, but he just, like, if Scotty wins, like, because some people are like, well, if Scotty, I think Rob said, if Scotty wins, like, it's money back for me this week. If Scotty wins, I'm winning money this week. Okay. Like, that's, it's not a, I, I don't like to make bets that are break-even bets. Like, the top 40 bets, like, if Hillier comes inside the top 40, I'm not getting my money back for the week. It's just a nice add-on. 
Yeah, and I also think it's, again, we, we joke about it. It's not joking, but gamble responsibly. You should know this, but there's ways you can learn more about it and find things out in the education space on it. But just to your point, though, like I think some people forget you can have a lot of those things still go right together. Like your make the cut, we're, we're, it's all fun, but exaggerating here, but your make the cut parlay can hit. You can end up having Scotty, the winning ticket on him, for example, or Morikawa or DJ, whoever it ends up being. One of those top 40s can come in and pay off that group. Like it, it sounds. Yeah, that would be great. Obviously, that's a nice week. I'm just saying it definitely can happen and has happened. You and I have definitely had weeks where we hit the winner and a nice each way oh, yeah. to go with it. And those are the fun weeks. Those are, those are the extra add-on bonus gravy on top type things. But you're not betting 20 outrights here and saying, I'm just betting everybody on the card. And in the outright space, you have outrights in other, um, in other tours this week or other, or other events. And you have other yeah. bets that can all still correlate and hit together at the same time. Now, I'm preparing like I'm going to lose them all because that's what I do. But I want to take a look at the weather. You said you were waiting on the weather all week. Uh, originally, I was waiting on the weather to make more bets, and I just never got there, and the numbers didn't change to exactly what I was you know, hoping for or liking. So I, don't, I just don't see anything that stands out enough that I was like, damn, I got to hop on that number. Obviously, I, I like some of the stuff you just brought up, and I would be more inclined to do that at this point. But my focus this week is on DraftKings, two Mega Milli tickets. So I'll be trying to win the 44-44 over there. I'm cheering for you to win the million dollars. I bet you are. If you win the million dollars, <laughs> can that. you give away the 2000 bucks? Correct. Yes. Yes. Give away five thousand if that happens. That's, oh, that's we'll, a, we'll work on something for football season with that then. Yeah, maybe more. Actually, I'll be very excited if we win that one this week. So hopefully, a good week there. But weather wise, I didn't see a lot change actually. So what are you seeing? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> to tell you the truth, that's that's what I see. Like it. gusts up to twenty. Like it's not like it's not going to be windy, but it's not. Oh no, the balls aren't staying on the green, windy. Like it's a very acceptable amount of wind at the course this week. Like on Thursday, you know. Average of like 12 to 13, gusts up to 17 is what I'm seeing yep. at Windfinder on Hoy Lake right now. On Friday, gusts maybe up to 20 in the afternoon. There's gusts up to 16 in the morning, pretty constant, like 12 to 15 all day. Like that, I don't feel like that's all that detrimental. At a course where, like we see with all of these open championship courses, like we can talk about, oh, it's hard in this way, or you need to do that. But if it's not playing as firm and fast, as really it doesn't look like it's going to, it looks like it's not quite to the sogginess level of 2014, but it's closer to that than what we saw firm and fast in 2006. And there doesn't seem to be any rain from now up until Saturday. And Saturday looks like a super soggy day, uh, which sucks because I didn't bet on Rory. And anytime that like scoring is going to be low and there's kind of wet conditions, that's Rory golf. Yeah. Uh, what, we- what do you see the score at right now then? Because I, I was thinking more you know, 15 under, 16 under, to be honest. Just from what I've seen, it's a little bit greener than expected than what we've seen in the past. Most yeah, people I, that live there I've, say it's rained. I've been to golf courses where they, like, spray paint that stuff to make yeah, it look a little bit <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but I guess that, that's why I ask, only because, like, again, you have that. You mentioned it gets that way on Saturday. Like, if anything, the way this looked like, Pat, to me, is it was setting up where it was going to be a little bit soggier. Like you said, it's a little bit greener than what we've been seeing in the past. And then you, on Saturday, I was like, okay, maybe on the weekend we get this, but now that's when it looks like more rain comes in or at least a little bit of rain comes in. So what what are your thoughts on the score here? Because I think that is another thought people are having. I would say minus 14. Okay. Yeah, fair. That's similar range. And then the other thing, anything to take from this, I guess a lot of people were bringing this point up over the last day or two, since we don't have a bunch to talk about with the weather here before we get to one and done, is the AM, PM wave always does well at the opens, especially here. And you've seen that. To me, the takeaway was really that, you know, you could look at it from the angle of maybe guys played in the bad wave during those years. Like, for example, Adam Scott still did really well back in 2014 when Roy won but he played in the bad wave and he's done well at opens in general. And all that. again, minor, I'm not really taking that in as a major thing. I'm just saying, I don't see why you would just stack AMPM for no reason. I'm all about stacking if you want to, but I just don't see it as anything else. Did you, did you take anything away from that? I, I don't see any 
nothing is leaping off the page to me to say, hey, there's a distinct advantage in this way. Like the worst weather looks like it comes on Saturday. It looks like it's going to rain all day. I don't think it's enough rain to stop play. And it's also the windiest day with gusts up to 30. Yeah, like, I mean, Saturday could be an absolute like where the best score is like plus two or something like that on the day. Yeah, and like, people it, asking about it where they're like, oh, well, how, we should try and find the guys that won't have to play in the back conditions that barely on Saturday. Make, yeah, I want the guys that barely make like, the cut on, so they're in the Pat, better Let's conditions. get to the six of six first before we try and figure out where the hell they are on the map. Like this is, uh, you know, as far as their scores go, I'm not trying to angle for that deep of a, a number. Like you can't really find that. But the the other thing I guess we I was most disappointed in, Pat, is that we couldn't find an edge advantage to play that pinpointed window like we talked about last time. Remember we said like where you get that Stenson fill window where they just go off? Yeah. Like a Troon, we, we don't have anything like that here, but you talked about it before how, uh, you know, some people angle towards that and that's something you could uh, try and look at. I just don't see it. And I do think it's worth noting that of any tournament all year long, the weather that we're seeing on Friday right now might not be the weather on Friday when we get to Friday. That's right. Like just keep that in mind that weather can turn like that at one of these courses when you're so close to the ocean that, you know, maybe the prevailing wind flops and all of a sudden you got like a 60 mile per hour winds coming in the entire. And that would be, I guess the one case of stacking to, to shield yourself potentially to luck box into weather coming in and one wave getting wiped out or something like that. I don't see it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. Good segue. Round two, showdown shows on the Mayo Media Network. We'll have that covered for you, myself and Hoop. We'll go through it all, and we'll be able to talk about that if there is a weather advantage for round two. I had some good success with that last week as well, so we'll definitely tune back into that. But I got nothing else when it comes to weather. You qualified for the King of the Desert Desert King. Yeah. After failing at the Fantasy Golf World Championship, I'm getting into that one. But you're going to be at the Fantasy Golf World Championship. Correct. Yes. You're you're going because you're a celebrity. You're going to be signing autographs for people. Yeah. You're like yeah. when Tony Hawk goes in like to the X Games now. He's not competing anymore. You know, but people know Tony Hawk. Oh, try my best, man. I'm just excited to be there. It's <laughs> always good to get out to a DraftKings event. We don't get too many uh, added perks or benefits here in Canada because there's not a lot of, oh, you can't just go to this MMA event and get seats up in the box. Or you can't just go to this. So sometimes take a little a pull on the VIP and get a little added bonus where you get to go to some of these events. Definitely excited for that one. Yeah, I remember they ran the Fantasy Baseball world championship in toronto and the fantasy hockey one i remember mm-hmm. just going to a jays game when it was there but the rest of the time like vip services within for like both uh, fd and DraftKings in toronto like doesn't exist mm-hmm. it was like i need these raptors tickets They're like yeah we don't have any contacts there sorry it's like fuck <laughs> you serious they got you i think you like hosted it didn't you i did yeah no yeah. I, I hosted the one in new york that, oh that's fantasy what it was, baseball that, world that, championship. One. So, yeah, you... that, that was actually a lot of fun i'd, I'd love to do that again yeah S- sign them up one and done for us this week. We're in 16, 1633. It's now my third best team of my four. What's your best? Uh, 12, 23. Okay. Who did I have last week in that stupid one? Let's see here. I pick Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, he was good. Cut. Thanks for nothing, Cantlay. Uh, so who are we going to go with? I'll give you the options to run through. Like, you know who we do have left? Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. Hmm. Those are by far, and Tommy Fleetwood. We actually, we, we might not even have Dustin Johnson. If we don't, we have our answer. Brooks? Yeah, because we've discussed this already. Yeah. We saved, we saved Brooks. And Brooks. so I don't know how we go away from it now. Yeah, I mean, we have him left. He's the only good player that we have and left. And is he down to like 50%? He is owned in, let's see here. 
in the giant race for the mayo, oh, we have I have Rory in this one. Take Rory. Let's Take go. Rory for that. Yeah. Uh, I've, apparently, I've used Brooks in this one. Brooks is only yeah only available in fifty one percent of leagues. And yeah, he'll get used this week. But again, there's also Cam Smith. There's you know some people hedge that way, even though I know nobody likes him for DraftKings, but that's fine. But I, I don't know. I think uh, we just have to stick with our plan here based on what we saved him for, and obviously he sets up well for any major. I think we can go there. What were the uh, fleet? What was the other option? Yeah. Or what, Sung or Sung Jay. What's Fleetwood owned? Thirty three percent left. Yeah, Sung Jay's thirty percent left. It sucks to leave Brooks on the table, but where we're at in sixteen hundred, that does kind of feel like there's a discussion around abandoning ship on on that and going to a low owned guy. Yeah, I mean he's going to be low owned anyway. You think? I, th- I think a lot of people will simply use. I mean, if they have Rory left. Like I have Rory left in two of my. Oh yeah, what's your Rory percentage? Uh, my Rory percentage is not yours. The tournament the, the, the of field. the tournament, eighteen percent. I I get to out of the four lineups, I can use them in two of them. So those are getting used up for sure. Yeah, they as they should be. Yeah, that's that's a spot. You're not saving them for much else, I don't think. So yeah, I, I don't know. I guess stick with Brooks. I'm fine with it. Need a big score if he comes out and gets the job done. We we level up some there. If he wins the tournament, we're back in the money. That's what I mean. And then you still have a chance. I mean, it's bigger payouts and stuff down the stretch where you could find your way up a little bit. We're not going to win, I don't think, but just something like, uh, you know, here where we take take what we can get and go with it. We saved him for this reason. It'll be good, too, because Cust used Brooks as his one and done. And if he gets another winner here in his one and done, like the one and done is over in our three-man. <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah, I, that's true. But I, I do think that, um, you know, there would be a conversation we had around just fading him because of that. But at the same time, we don't have a lot of choices. Uh, agreed. Like I don't want to swap Brooks for Sung Jay just because I might like Sung Jay in DraftKings, but I you know don't want to swap him here for that. Yeah, I think that the skill gap. I mean, it's a different game. Exactly, it's, it's, it's definitely a different game. Yeah, at. exactly. So that's where I was saying that. But I, I don't Fleetwood would be the other one to consider. Didn't okay? Someone was saying this too, like about the, you know Fleetwood is home open, but like all these opens seem like his home. Didn't we literally play at Fleetwood's actual home course yeah, though? Wasn't, wasn't Carnoustie his and he home just course? And he missed a completely. Cut. Yeah. yeah, that happened. So it's just funny. He used yeah. to walk the course with his dad. I remember the entire week of content. Around yes, it. that's what I was going to say. It's just funny. It's like the Keegan in the Northeast. It's the Cam Young, New York, whatever. Which has like, been working, by the way. Yeah. Ke- well, the I Keegan mean, one. If that, all, if that all works out, like there's zero chance. I mean, if, if Robert McIntyre had won last week, you would have Canadian Nick Taylor. Keegan wins in the Northeast. U.S. Wyndham Clark. He's a U.S. guy. Wins. Bobby Mack would have won in Scotland. Matthew Jordan would have had to win this week, being a member at Royal Liverpool. Should we bet him first round leader instead of Matthew Southgate or Adam? I mean, I can add him. Yeah, you you can just add another guy. I I feel like whatever, I probably looked at him because I looked at some of the other guys that like I had played the top 40 odds, be it Ann or Hillier or whatever, that a lot of their odds had just kind of been beaten down. Like I was going to bet Kitayama. He was like 90 to one to be first round leader. It's like, yeah. Matthew Jordan's hitting the first shot. He's 110 to one to be first round leader. I like the other Matthew better, Southgate. Yeah, at 160 to 1 because he's a better player? Yes. Yeah, that would make, um, it would make a lot of sense. What was the other thing? So then is this the Northeast technically? No, it's not. Uh, we discussed this yesterday. Right. It is in the like Midwest of... Could we say it's the Northeast to us? Of us? Yes. I mean, you could say that about a lot of places. Yeah, so maybe we should play... It's Keegan. not even of the Northeast of us. I think it's Southeast of us. Yeah, I'd have to get the globe out and figure it out, but it's somewhere east. It is east of us currently, yes. <laughs> so I mean, technically anything is east, depending on what direction. Trying, trying to give Paul a reason to play Keegan this week. Yeah, we, we tried. Yes, Paul. 
I play Keegan every week. <laughs> but awesome. I have played him overseas in this exact scenario before and tried to use the excuse of like, oh, what is the Atlantic Ocean but an extension of the Northeast? And it is went down in flames. Okay. But I like the fact that nobody's playing him this week. It sets up in theory well for him. And uh, the only reason people aren't playing him is because he sucks over in the UK. But he's a winner this year, so I don't, I don't hate it. All right, I don't, I don't have much else, man. I'm good with that one-and-done pick. I think solid there. Probably going to talk about this pricing. Yeah, I, I guess that's what we'll go to. Oh, Paul, are you running a poll in the chat? Yeah, I asked people if they were a moron because you were saying, like, don't ask questions. Yeah. Um, and so far, <laughs> results say 39% of people out of 121 votes say yes. Okay. They are a moron. And 37, it's a pretty close race between yes and maybe uh no at 24 percent. i mean that tracks I, yeah. I read some of these chats i do appreciate the questions and the engagement like chat chat among yourselves i'll uh i'll f- put it in right here let's see uh would you guys consider using jt in one and done at all since he's probably not going to be available for the playoffs wow i was like there's probably a reason i i i understand that i mean i don't have jt left to use good angle there though sharp angle it is but like do you want to use the fact that he can't qualify for the playoffs. We do this every year with the, uh, I know it's going to 70 this year. Remember the 125 thing? But this guy's got motivation. He's right there. Do you know why he's right there? Yeah, he's because not any he's good. not any good. He hasn't been good <laughs> enough. He hasn't come through in the pressure situations. But now you want him to come in through in the most of all pressure situations. And it actually was a thing that wasn't working for quite a while. People would just continue to play that narrative and was not, it wasn't a thing. So, um, yeah, JT would be fine, I guess. But to Pat's point, I don't, you know, that, that, the only angle would be the angle you're saying is that you don't think he's going to be in the playoffs. So roll him out now and take a shot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's get to DraftKings. Reminder to play in the DraftKings Listeners League. Link is down in the description right now. Smash the like while you're here already. There's a bunch of people watching. Only 72 likes. You can't do better than that? No one wants 2,000 bucks? Didn't realize everyone was so rich. 200 likes to get 2,000 bucks. Final straw. Pull the rug right off the Just pull it back? I can't yeah, do if that. If you can't get 200 likes, how can you pack away 2,000 bucks? I know. That, that, that doesn't even seem right at this point. It takes two seconds. It's free. And as I always say, hit the like or take a hike. It's easy. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. Can't do it. I mean, it literally takes two seconds and it's free. Paul. I will say the like to no ratio in the poll kind yeah. of add up. So like the people who are saying, yes, they are a moron or maybe they are a moron are probably the people not hitting the like button. That's probably true. I had not considered that. Clear explanation. It's a thumbs up button 
under the right-hand side of the video. You go and you click on it, and it works. Maybe people are literally afraid of smashing their screen by smashing the like button. Maybe they try to use it with a hammer. Because, well, I mean, they said that they're morons. The so. morons might already have the smash screen because the mistakes already been made, so that's maybe why they're having trouble. But. Yeah, they, they smashed the like once, and that was the end of it for them. <laughs> that's it. That's all. New pricing on DraftKings. We get down to the $5,000 level, mm-hmm. and we get up to 12500 I did think it was funny that at DraftKings Sportsbook, Rory was opened as the favorite versus Scotty, yet he was, and Rory was still the favorite when pricing dropped, yet Scotty was $600 more on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they're just going to go off more stats than they are the books or trying to flip it up a little bit because we've always seen it in the past where they match pretty much identical. Now we're not seeing that to be the case. Uh, I've had conversations with people at, who work internally at like three separate sports books right now. I don't want to say that they're fucked if Scheffler wins, but they're taking a hit if Scheffler wins this week. That is yeah. their big liability. Well, luckily his putter's been a liability, so they might be all right. We'll have they to they might be all right. But th- I mean, that's always, that's always the funny part about Scotty is that he can't putt and he still comes in third. Yeah, oh yeah. And so then this week, is, technically, I mean, this week should be easier to putt, like these greens. Yeah, slow, flat greens? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully he can figure it out We're, and get it right for that case. But I mean, that also becomes the conversation when people talk about playing him on DraftKings at 12500 and how some say it's impossible, others say it's the easiest I, thing ever. I can I, 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 It's funny that you mentioned both those polls. Who is saying it's impossible to play him? It is the easiest thing in the world yeah. to play him. Even if there wasn't a $5,000 range, it'd be super fucking easy to play him. I've, I've heard it all. I've heard that it's, you know, it's really hard. It's, I've, heard, I've seen the word impossible. I've seen it's pretty, you know, pretty much impossible. I've also seen people say, well, well, he probably wins and then still isn't needed on DraftKings now with the price bump and everything. I think completely opposite on that one. But yeah, just a lot of factors to talk about here when you, you add it. But to my point, my biggest point would be he's, you know, he would have been 11 eight and Rory's 11, nine it's, you have to find $700. There is a lot of places to find $700. And I'll start with my main point. I told you pre-show, but I've heard almost nobody talk about this this week. Maybe I haven't heard anybody actually, but the one thing I don't hear talked about at all, Pat is the $7,000 range. I've talked about it plenty of weeks on this very show, the 7,000 to $7,400 range. These past X amount of weeks has been 30 guys just from 7K to 7,400. We've been saying if you want to get different from the bubble in the upper 7K range, there's so many guys to choose from. This week, go check it. There's 30 guys in the entire 7K range. Windhorse, why is this? Why is that? What's going on? Well, here's what's happened. All the guys that would usually be 7K to 7,300 or 7,400 65. are 65 to 6,900. So there is guys to play. And it's not just Bobby McIntyre. For those of you out there clicking 15, 16% Rob McIntyre, he's priced that way. And it's, it's unfortunate the pricing comes out earlier than the result. And he's got top 40 odds. He's come top 34 or better in all three of his opens. He's been incredible. I get it. But I'm just saying there's lots of guys in the 65 to 7K range alone where you're not really going outside of their original price stratosphere. And you do have the $700 to find Scotty because it's simply Adrian Moronk or Emiliano Grillo, or something like that, or JT Poston. Is there really that big a difference? No, because last week, they were almost the same, and Grillo, or, i sorry, Poston beat Moronk, for example, and now they're flipped in price. Bjork came through his chalk last week, now dropped in price. There's so many yeah, guys we, in we, this range. We all lined up to play Bjork at $7,300 last week, and now it was he, 68, and no one wants to play him? Yeah, and the field, added a bun- the field added a bunch of live guys that people told me all year are horrible and suck. <laughs> so it's like, what? The field didn't get that much draw. Rom joined the pack and some live guys. But I'm exaggerating, obviously, and the live guys have showed up hey, and at more these guys, majors. And more guys make the cut this week, too. Top 70. Yeah. All I'm saying, going back to it, there's definitely ways to get to Scotty here if you want him. And the argument that, it, like, if you... Again, so the, the big thing was back in the... I guess it was during Brooks's original run 
when he was, I think, priced at 11.5 at the U.S. Open, the year Gary Woodland won. Shout out the Gary Woodland ticket holders, myself included. Great year. But that spot was where I believe if, if Kepka had of won, just the way it all played out and was so jumbled at the top and all the scoring, it wasn't like he had went off enough to pay off the price tag. So even if Kepka had a one, there was lineups up there that weren't requiring Kepka in them the way everything else shook out. But it sounds like you can make the point. Go ahead. No, I, I had a question for you. Okay. Just uh, to, to add to that before you move on is when you talk about there were lineups up there that would have won without Brooks in them, are you talking about in the Millie Maker or smaller field terms? I'm, I'm talking about in the twenty, even the, the $25 okay. Millie Maker, the $100 Millie Maker that year for sure. But the $25 was set up like that because of a couple of reasons, and I'll say quickly, but just the the thing at the U.S. Open is you have qualifiers, amateurs, the bottom of the board. You can write off like 40 names just like that. I know you could technically do that here too by, by throwing some of these guys away, but now you have price imbalance. Now we have these extra pieces brought in. And I again, people are confusing the price imbalance with but the 5K guys are junk. You don't need them. Yeah, maybe pick one or two, and we'll name some after, but I'm, they're, they're miss. The miscommunication, Pat, is that the 40 to 50 guys I'm writing off at that U.S. Open are the stone minimum was six. So I'm writing all those guys off in that range where you and I just talked about what people are not looking at is the 7K range has got pushed down. So your 6K range is not amateurs and qualifiers. It's guys that literally won on tour a month and a half ago. Yes, that's that's This is the the difference. So it's not the same. And you're definitely dead if Scotty wins and Bobby Mack comes through. Because then it's over. Bobby Mack, 15 to 20% range, some even higher in these higher dollar, smaller field stuff. You're, you're done. There's no way there's going to be a Scotty lineup without it because there's just so many combination, combinations uh, and permutations in between that where you're going to find him be in the mix. Yeah, so just to kind of add on to your point about the low $6,000 level, why it's much easier this week. Like you said, at the U.S. Open and even at the PGA Championship, like once you get below, like you can make a theoretical case for some players at $6,400. Like they're not the stone worst players in the field. You could see playing, I don't know, Trey Mullenix or something like that. Who would be that would be like his normal price if he was in a major at a US Open or a PGA Championship? We've seen him come through mm-hmm. before in some of these lineups, but the guys who are the stone men at the PGA Championship, it was fucking Michael Block and yeah. Michael Block's 19 other friends. And you had to pick Michael Block out of a hat to try to just get those savings. I don't even know if he was needed right. in those lineups. This time around, for that same price point, Thirsty Lawrence is down there. And you might think that that's a joke. I mean, I did that on the guy to win. He's won three times in Europe. We're on the DP World Tour the past 12 months. He's a good player. Daniel Hillier is absolutely crushing it right now at $6,100. Matthew Southgate. The reason that people like Matthew Southgate this week, he's fucking 5600 bucks. Yeah. That's not, like, that's, that's big savings. Yeah, I agree. And again, but even the whole 6K range is just littered. Taylor Moore, JT Poston, Putnam, Michael Kim, uh, Padraig Harrington, Grillo, Olison, Willett, Bjork, Stenson, Jordan Smith, McIntyre, Langask. These guys have come through. Louis, people are playing six. Like, again, all these guys are real dudes. We're not talking about someone who just randomly qualified that you've never heard of on top of the cases that you can make for the Victor Perez's, the Yannick Pauls. I'm not saying I'm making them. I'm saying these are real golfers that you just they're just getting almost no ownership because just nobody can get, you know, it's going to be spread out down here no matter what. My point being, the range is loaded with potential. The argument is, what if it's all the balance builds that come up? That's DFS in a nutshell. Like, no shit. It mm-hmm. could be a spot where the top six guys that finish this way after Scheffler are all 8K guys, and therefore it makes it work out that way. Could it happen? Yes. I'm saying reasons why it's not as likely to be something that would happen as some are asking about or what it could be made out to be. So uh, a good uh, a friend had brought this up in the Discord over at Ship It Nation. I thought it was a good thing to bring up. I brought the thoughts on here so everybody could hear them. I think it is something to think about, but I just don't think it applies to this tournament. 
So I built 150 lineups in the 50 cent and then pick and choose my ones for three max, higher stakes, that kind of thing. Um, and I can tell you my exposures right now. Yeah. I've, al- I've already entered the lineups because I didn't want to miss out because it was about to fill. So I was like, fuck it, I'm throwing in 150. I can make more. So I'm not too concerned about that. Who do you think my highest owned player is this week? Morikawa? Yeah, Morikawa's second at 40, 42%. Denny McCarthy, 43%. All in on the value. Didn't, uh, didn't expect it to work out that way. It's Denny Morikawa, Dustin Scheffler, Ricky, Reed Connors. Man, do you know you can global swap all that Denny to Siwoo? I, I Siwoo, I have it 28%. Okay, so you already got him up there, too. <laughs> I play him both. The, need we, both. Play him them both. What's our common you know, conversation on here? Is it this guy or is it that guy? The answer is play both. There you go. You got it. And for reference, I have uh, 20% Rory, so I'm just trying to match up. I was just going to ask that. If you can quickly, I don't know if you can flip it on there easily, but can you see of your, like, because there's seven guys 10K and up this week. What's your kind of exposure at the top? Uh, I have no Cameron Smith. Okay. Zero. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, I have 35% Scotty. 20% Rory, you said? 20% Rory, 21% Brooks, and 10% Rom. And I think that 10% Rom might match the field. I think he's going to get a little late steam. May- maybe, but I'm not going to be way off. No, that's fine. Um, what about, so are you, you're leaving out Hovland and Xander, right? No Hovland, no Xander, no Cantlay. Cantlay's 99, but okay. But did like those guys, and then I'm playing Fowler, Spieth, and Morikawa, but I'm under on Spieth. I have like 14% Spieth. See, I don't have Spieth getting much ownership. Fine, then I'll put 14% sounds great. You'll be good. The only reason I don't <laughs> is because I think, what do you think Cantlay gets to? I know nobody ever thinks he gets any ownership, but he always does. I, I actually boost him. It's tough in terms of like, I, I actually didn't look much at ownership when I made my lineups. I just kind of made a stance of, hey, I don't, I mean, I bet on Scheffler. I have the most confidence in Scheffler to do well this week of all of the top guys. But if the five, if like, if we came down the stretch and it was Rory v. Rom, I wouldn't be super fucking stunned. Uh, yeah, another quick tidbit just throwing <laughs> on that strategy wise, you just mentioned that if any spot for me to think of it like you just said it would be this spot because of twofold. One, it's pretty balanced as is. But then the uh, aforementioned pricing structure we just talked about where there's legit dudes in all these ranges, it actually does spread out even more. So it's kind of just play the guys you actually think are going to be there. Now you have to make a bigger decision when there's some of these you know, heavy spots like the Bobby McIntyre I spot. Didn't, I, I played Bobby Mack in full disclosure. I played him in like, I don't want to say cash lineups, but more single entry three max type lineups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I left him out of my 150 build. Yeah. And that's a standard strategy talk we've had a bunch of times on here where I think people just go automatically like Brandon Grace at one-ninth of the ownership. You should just play Brandon Grace. Yes, if I'm betting or it's a matchup bet or something like that, but in some case, like, who do you actually like more here? I would like Bobby Mack more based on everything else. So if you want to just play the value to play the value and take him, he's minus 115 to top 40. He's down in some places to like 65 or 70 to 1 to win. Again, he just came off last week. How is that true? Like he was, But he was second last week. He played awesome. So the point is... I see it, but I also think you can start with him, and there's plenty of ways to get different up top as well. For sure, and I know that because I'm bad at this, and I really like a lot of these random Euro names near the bottom. I just played a bunch of those fucking guys, yeah. and therefore, no one's going to have the same... Unless you just played 100% Southgate. What do you think that Southgate gets to? Over under 4%. Under. Under? Yeah. But how much do you think he'll be correlated with Scheffler? A lot. That's one note to take away as well. Like That's the Bobby, that's the Bobby Mack thing. That's the Southgate thing. That's the Stenson thing. Um, Louis probably falls into this category. Like, again, they combo up more with a, a Scotty Scheffler or a Rory than anybody else. That's the, that's the difference, too. Like, we'll, we'll mess around when we make some lineups. Is what if you go with, like, a Southgate 
and leave out Rory and Scotty and do like a so, ROM so with I, I've, other guys. I, I've, like those. D- I've done that, and most of the most of the ways that I've done that, because people talked about the balance build, I built a few of those that's like Fowler, Morikawa, Dustin, Bryson with one of the low guys and like Corey Connors or yeah. Denny or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all because if people are going to the lower guys, it's mostly, especially on hand builds, the immediate thing is like, okay, who's the low guy? Like people do this bottom-up build, Southgate. Oh, now I got all the money in the world. Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. Like, done. Like that's, Now all my money's gone. That's literally how it starts. But no, there's tons of guys they can find at that point. But you're right. They're down into a different range. But that, that is how I think people would build that are hand building. I also think the optimizer is going to look at some builds like that. But I, I will say the optimizer will, will take into consideration things like misprices where the, um, the projection matches the, doesn't match the price, so, so, so to speak. So, like Cantlay, for example, projects really well and is only 9900 So it might still like a Cantlay... Bobby, Hatton, Bobby Fleetwood Mac. type lineup with Bobby Mack and a cheap, you know, that's what I'm saying, where you can fit it all in. So uh, that's another angle to take away from it. So overall ownership. Is anyone cracked 20%? I think I think Rory still does. You do? Yeah. Okay. Eleven nine is still fair enough. I think when people see the price on Scheffler and just again, even going to that hand build, an example, like, well, shit, that you know doesn't quite work out for me. What if I just go down to Rory and hope that it's another good Rory week? Well, I remember you you said before the show, like, in another way to think about it, it's the difference between like Bryson down to Rose. Yeah, there's lots of examples <laughs> like Bryson to Rose, um, you Ro- know, Rose to Ben Ann, and then you even have money left. A- over. Any of like the the Burns, Homa, Sungjae, Tony Finau's can all drop down to that mid-sevens range with the Connors, the Thigalas, the Ryan Foxes, the, Ru- the Russell Henleys, all that is just a way to look at it where those would be your two V2s. Like you have a Rory Henley, it can just as easily be a, you know, you take Rory up, or sorry, a Rory Finau, you go up to a Scotty Henley. That, that's a 2v2. You know, if you want Scott, if you like Scotty better than Rory, who cares about the other two? Henley and Finau? Obviously, Fina, I'd rather, but it's at the same time, again, you know, one's going to come with more ownership too. So keep that in mind also. I just think to me, they're not that different on paper. So I would look at it as Rory, the highest owner of the expensive guys, then Scotty, probably pretty close to him, but a little bit less. Then Brooks and Rom, significantly less than those two. And then Cameron Smith after that. The one I can't figure out is Hovland. I think people still like Hovland. I, I think people like him too, but he's now in that range. Like, I am seeing Xander at nine percent. That can't be real. I, I had people a, love people love playing. Like you can start line. Like I just talked to you about like that sort of like balance thing. Mm-hmm. People could start to line up Xander Hovland Cantley if they wanted to. Yeah, that's what I've been toying around with. I, I think Xander definitely still gets a little late love. That's maybe gets him to like eleven or twelve. Just because, again, I don't care the nine versus twelve. I'm just saying why I think he gets there. And then what ends up happening is maybe even though there's a lot of love and people talking about Hovland you could still see him getting squeezed some because I truly believe and always believe that Cantlay gets the love no matter what, especially with a Best Buy price tag of just $9,900, not quite ten k. And then you also have the Xander love, and people are playing Brooks at least some. So I, I've got it like Rory, Scotty. Then I've got, I guess, Rom, Brooks, and, Ho- and Hovland, and which I would have Cantlay above those three. And then I have Xander and then Cam Smith. That's how I have it shaking out. And I'll adjust this all throughout the day and get it up over at shipitnation.com. But I do think that's something to keep an eye on is that how that the squeezes work, if you will, in that example you gave with Xander and Hovland. Spieth is getting squeezed, being in between a popular Morikawa and a popular Ricky. Yep. Fitzpatrick is getting squeezed because he's in between a popular Morikawa and a popular Tyrrell Hatton. And Fleetwood secondary to those guys. And Dustin down there as well, who I think the people are going to play. 
Yeah, I still think people play Lowry as much or more than Dustin. I can tell you, people on FantasyNational.com, if you want to get access to the Fantasy National uh, internal projections, you can go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo and get yourself the 20% off. Fantasy National members like Dustin Johnson more than Shane Lowry. Mm-hmm. So just keep, keep that in mind. Then you have Cam Young, Hideki, and Bryson. I don't want to say no one's playing them, but they're lower owned. Yeah, sub eight nine percent something yeah, that Win- maybe even seven, six to seven percent range basically the entire 8k range because like very maybe Wyndham clark gets to double digits maybe but no one's playing thomas no one's playing sam burns few people are playing max homa no one's playing sung jay fina will get a bit of love tom kim will get a bit of love justin rose will get a bit of love but nothing crazy yeah i've got it fina rose kim those three i'm and the only like the only three players that i'm playing from the 8k range are bryson fina and tom kim Okay, yeah, I see Wyndham is getting a little love here still, too. I, I can see Because that. I think the Michael Kim thread, right, talked about... Do you uh, think Michael Kim is, like, put out that thread so he can, like, play the opposite on DraftKings? Gosh. He's like, yeah, here are all the guys you should play. Suckers. The best thing is he's talking to it like... Uh, he's definitely su- subtly hitting on the betting markets. Oh, Mike, and- Michael Kim is watching this show in England right now. Yeah, he has Guarantee to be, you. Because he's talking about wave stacking and everything. It's like, man, he's got all the lingo. I- he's, he's coming out trying to figure it out. But it was a good use of Twitter Blue. Someone pointed that out. Yeah. I, I, like the, the, I usually don't like the long-form tweets. I'd rather a thread and break it down. But I know that uh, Twitter's algorithm leads, leans a little bit more now towards long-form. And oh, is that him. true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God. What, why do you think? That's because a, if the only way to do long form is to buy Twitter Blue. Oh, easy. Good. Yeah, very intuitive stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, I have a Michael Kim signed hat at home. Maybe I can use that as a giveaway. We have Michael Kim on the show. Verify that it's actually his signature. Man, let's I, do it. I didn't like Michael Kim as much until he started tweeting. There you go. So, so it usually works the opposite way for people. Well, he never came through for anybody at any time. <laughs> the time he does come through, he just sun runs completely and wins the John Deere when nobody's on him at... What wins by six or seven strokes? Maybe it was more. I can't remember so many strokes he gained putting. I'm thinking of that he just crushed that, and now you know wasn't on him for a while, and now he's putting out great tweets. So I don't mind it. Ownerships in the sevens, Connors will probably be the highest owned of all the seven K guys, and then Herman, Denny, Siwoo, and but they're not like showing a lot of ownership down here. I'll, yeah, no more about that this afternoon. We'll be able to find out some of the guys that are getting steamed a little but bit. That's but. kind of it. Then you have Robert McIntyre in the sixes. Like we have him, we, users are on Fantasy National are generating him out in lineups at eleven percent. I feel like he might be close to twenty percent because there's all yeah. like when we when we take a look. Remember what was it? Rick, what was Ricky's ownership at the U.S. Open? And it was like 10 points higher than anyone thought it was going to be. I forget now, but it definitely got up there. It, it happens at major championships where it just, I mean, who, you'd be kind of crazy to look at the pricing, not see Robert McIntyre at $6,800 and be like, that's a good play. Yeah, and he just makes everything work. Yeah. Any type of build, he fits. So yeah, I, I have him higher, but I'm going to lower it some. I'm, I'm going to probably put him in that 15 to 17 range. I, I and then in higher stakes, smaller field stuff, over 20. And then maybe. I don't think that Jordan Smith ends up getting a ton of ownership. No. Like, like we're, I'm playing him, and I, people I know are playing him. Most people don't have a fucking clue who that is. Jordan L. Smith, he sounds terrible, and he kind of is. But What about the one I mentioned earlier, though, Brandon Grace? Uh, not ownership talk. I know we're, we're getting just through in that. General? Just in general? Squeezed in between those two? I mean, he, I think he's just too expensive. Too expensive? 6800 yeah. yeah, for a washed-up Brandon Grace. Is he washed up? Pretty sure he's washed up. I don't know. He hasn't even been playing well on live. If you're not playing well on live, you got some problems. Yeah. All right. 
Like, it, it can be one thing where Finau's not even playing poorly. Finau's playing, like, average to mediocre. He's still making cuts every week. The ball striking's still really good. And that's in, like, elevated events and majors. What the hell is Brennan? Yeah, on the PGA. On the PGA Tour. Brennan Grace is can't finish inside the top 20 and live when there's 23 guys on the tour. So we just play Stenson. Yeah. Stenson's playing better. And I, I think when it gets down to it, and it depends on how you want to look at this course. Like, if people want to do what Rory did in 2014, which I just think is exceptionally difficult to do because very few players hit the ball as long and as straight as Rory does. Right. I think that Bryson is actually sort of in that camp of guys that can do it because I think that he can gain a lot of accuracy and placement just by clubbing down. He's still as long as everyone else, which I think is a big advantage for Bryson. This Somebody week. showed on Twitter too, not to cut you off, but it's just to that exact point. Yeah, fit on the limited. Do we know? like writing them down no 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 that might be the only one they can actually get right though because it's probably the easiest one to get a hold of but in general um you know if he's doing that here that would be the one angle in is that when he needs to pop it over these pop bunkers no problem but when he needs to lay it up lay it up and there's internal ob on the right or something he doesn't want to compete with or contend with there is that potential that he can just club it down and find what he needs to find and i i do think as well that when we take a try to glean some insight into bryson I think he always comes in with a strategy. I don't think his strategy is always right. But if he recognizes that, hey, yeah, maybe I can hit it 375 on some of these holes with the wind at my back, or I can just hit it 300 down the middle every time and still be as long as some of the longest players in the field, why wouldn't I just do that? I think he would choose that option. And that's what I was going to ask you a little bit, just because he's been on my mind just from this perspective, is like this is still a thinking man's course. You have to go out. It's very clearly that. That's what, you know, links golf in general, let alone this course setup and everything. Like you said, there's different strategies you can take, but is it an overthinking man's course? And the reason I say that is because we've seen, remember the time, oh, the scientist, the mad back in the day, mad scientist, he's going to play like Kapalua or something, elevation. He's going to have all that shit figured out. This is but what he, he does. It all. Overthought it all, big mistakes versus here. It's kind of just, to me, the thought is like, again, there's more to it. I get it. And I'm not a professional golfer, but I say off the tee is a decision. That seems like a pretty simple decision, though, to figure out. He's either choosing to lay it up on this, lay it up in the sense of lay back, I'm saying, versus going for hitting it over, or I've got the room to play with, I'm going to pound it out there. It's flatter greens. It's a lot of runoffs. It's not, a, there's, to me, there's not a lot of extra decision-making, even though overall there's a ton of it, but is it one that someone like him would overthink, or is it one that he can just easily make those decisions and then find his way around enough? Because he has been playing a little bit better golf, especially since going back down to skinny Bryson. I mean... Top 10s in two of the past four majors. Top 20s in three of the past four majors. Like, it's the Masters that eats his lunch every single time. Everywhere else, he's great. Yeah, flatter, easier greens, yeah. too. Like, just at 8,800, we could be looking back at that and say, man. That's the reason that I'm playing him. I was thinking about betting him, but I've already bet too many people already, so I can't get Bryson in there. But I like Bryson a lot this week. Uh, just because I talk through, yeah. I, I just think that he has a lot of outs where, like, I like Danny McCarthy and everything, but he has one out off the tee. He's hitting driver every single time, and he better hit the fucking fairway or he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's but but he has been doing that. But I, I, I think that when you're looking at strong drivers of the ball, that's where you want to go. Like, I worry that Kitayama, I mean, I just feel like he's so hit or miss. Either he plays well or he plays terribly. That yeah. I like him in my 150 GPP build. I like him at 200 to 1. But... You know, he's more likely to miss the cut by 11 strokes than he is to win. But I do feel like if he is playing well, this is the perfect type of track. 
for him. It's just he doesn't play well all that often. Whereas someone like Ben Ann constantly drives the ball well. That I don't really worry about him off the tee. I think that when, when you have someone who sucks as much at putting as Ben Ann, it's really difficult to ever call them safe. But his tee to green game is so good. He's sort of like 30% Scotty. Yeah, you, and it's priced in, too, 7K, for yeah. example, for a guy like him. He definitely was a, an interesting one that was a late ad here. But I do think that he has relatively zero chance of winning. Yeah, we're not betting him to win. We're, yeah. Now we're talking DraftKings. We're, we're talking DraftKings. But, like, with Kitayama, I do think he could win. But yeah. he's far less safe than someone like Ben Ann. you gotta, you got to match in the volatility, and then the, you got to know also what you're doing. You don't want to put six boom-bust guys <laughs> into your lineup and say, yeah, I'm unique. Yeah, you are, mm-hmm. but you also have much higher risk of this thing busting out early. So... Uh, I don't hate that conversation. I think the Bryson one was the most interesting where we, you know, at least have a good reason to go there. I don't think he's like my favorite play in that range, but I think there is a spot here where he could show up and then you're looking back and saying, wow, that conversation is what would have made a lot of sense. Cam Young just seems to be the most mispriced guy this week in terms of the top end. Like, I I don't know who would play him at $9,000. Like, why would you play him at nine? Outside of no one's playing him, so I'll play him. I get the skill set might be there, but him versus anyone within $400 of him. What is the case for him over anyone besides probably Justin Thomas? Yeah, that, that's what the, the tough piece is. I guess people would say he's 1,700 less than Cam Smith, so I'll play, I'll play him instead because no one's playing Cam Smith. And the point would be, again, when people are comparing, like looking at this course is not the same at all as last year's course, yet Cam Young was right behind Cam Smith. He actually ended up coming second. True. I, at that event. Could... We, he, we know what his weapon is with the driver, but again, it can get pretty crazy off the tee, a little bit squirrely, and then you got a problem. So uh, well, that's why, but I'm saying that'd be the only case you could really make, I think, for that from that perspective. Yeah, and I've been harping on this for a while now. He has gained, he's been marginally gaining on approaches. He's been marginally gaining around the greens. Uh, Cam Young, that is. Yes, yep. Uh, and do actually put it quite well with the John Deere Classic. But like, we're giving him a ton of credit for the John Deere Classic because he came inside the top six against Adam Shank. And, and couldn't even close down the stretch. Couldn't even close down the stretch. And that was his first good tournament in four months. And the, his biggest problem is that it's his gaining off the tee. It's good, but it's not elite. It's like the Morikawa thing. When he's not gaining eight with his irons, well, he's kind of fucked. Yeah, Sung Jay, same way. So, Justin Thomas is kind of the same way, too. Like, if they're not doing their elite thing at an elite level, they're not going to win or it'd be any good. Like, with like at the John Deere Classic, it's not a huge driving course, but it didn't matter where he was going. There was a stretch last year leading up to... Basically through the Open Championship, he was gaining basically an average like five and a half strokes per event off the tee. He's currently gaining two and a half. That's not cutting it. Yeah, the one thing, only thing I guess I could say, I'm not not a counter argument. I'm not high on Cam Young, but it's just like again we saw. Remember the RBC Heritage, and I was like, there's absolutely no way this is a placement course. That's not his skill set. Blah blah blah. Again, didn't bear out in the end. But the point being is that you know what if what if he's just clubbing down here. And, he, and it's better for him. I, I don't know if we have that stat or if you can find something on that, but like, what if that's the, the method he goes with? And then you've got, like you maybe. said, it's, you know, around the green, he can find it. You know, with the putter, flatter, easier greens, maybe makes it easier on a guy like him. I, I don't know if that's going to help him, but it's just one thought I had in the back of my mind. It, it could, but I just feel like the rest of his game sucks too much. And the, and the other problem too is the, <laughs> the area that he's in. Like I said, that still matters in a game like DraftKings where it's like I you have a bunch of guys above and below him that to me are the same or better. Like I'd rather play Bryson. I'd rather play Hideki. Than him. Yeah, there, there's other I'd guys. I'd rather play Lowry. I'd rather play Wyndham Clark. I'd rather play Dustin Johnson or Tommy Fleetwood. Fuck, I'd rather the play... The bigger problem is that. He, Hatton and Fleetwood are 94 and 9,300. I'm not playing either of them this week. Really? No, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Okay. I, if I had to pick one, I, I'm, Hatton was one of my last cuts. Okay. 
But I, I like Hatton, but not going to get there. And is Fitz rope-a-doping us? Or is he just not playing well? So, someone said that. Someone said this is the uh, more cow I can't find my stuff yeah. before the event. And then that's the case. I, I don't know. He's definitely in play for me at 9,500. Like, he's, he's fair. It's, could he be less? Yeah. Could he be 9,000 and I'd be happier? Absolutely. But at 9,500, I don't think it's crazy considering, you know, like I said, Hatton, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick. With those three, before what we've seen recently, who would you have been taking? I think people would have been taking Fitzpatrick. But now what we saw this season from Hatton, what he's been doing right there in the mix again, Fleetwood, what he's been doing, it makes it tougher top on Fitzpatrick where we got a major champion from just last season sitting right there at 9,500. So, again, not advocating. He definitely looks less on paper than Hatton and Fleetwood, but the ownership shows that as well. I'm seeing him at like 7%. Question and answer period is going to start in about 10 minutes or so, but I do want to build some lineups. And I do want to start actually with a question. Who is the lowest priced player you would feel comfortable with in single entry now i think the public is going to tell you that the answer is robert mcintyre i think that will be the lowest priced player that you see in most people's single entry or three max lineups me on the other hand because i like to lose money is like matthew southgate or ben griffin or daniel hillier (laughs) yeah probably i don't care i just want them to make the cut and we'll be good i can probably get sold on like stenson why is stenson over someone like someone like daniel hillier for example who's actually like lighting it up right now I, th- I think just more of the long-term major moxie, these type of events. He's actually been better on live lately. Even if he's not as good as what he once was, he still has the accuracy and stuff like that. So I, I just think again, and then 6,200 still a fair price. Daniel Hillier 61 though. So you can D- pick your poison. Dan- there. Daniel Hillier 61. He has what he's one third and fifth in three of his past four Euro starts made the cut last. We had a terrible Sunday, but finished top 10 in both driving and approach at the Scottish. Yeah, he also doesn't have the same motivation that Henrik Stenson has with the RNA. <laughs> Shove it right up there. You know, this is his chance to shine and get the W. So I, I, know, I don't think so, but I do think, uh, you know, that our guy Baroff, was, he was selling me on Lee Hodges at 6,400 for a guy that can actually outscore his finishing position. I like that angle. And I, I, I tried to make the case for Ben Griffin. Like, I, yeah. I really do think that in single entry and higher stakes that you'll see some, like, I don't want to say gaudy Southgate ownership, but like eight, nine percent in some of these ones. That seems a bit much. If people want to, it could happen. I'm saying that seems like I don't think I want any part of that. Okay, but, but I'm saying I can see it. One thing I will say though is that again, not who you play, it's how you play him. I can't play McIntyre. If you had a you know in a vacuum, you just have to play the guy that's one ninth of his ownership. I get it. I understand how math works. <laughs> I'm saying that what it's not who you play, it's how you play him. Why not have him as your fifth guy in and go below? Have have a cheap guy that we just talked about, whether it's Grillo, Poston, Stenson, whoever you choose, pick your poison with Bobby Mack and now see what you can do in those last four places and get your lineups a little bit different that way and just play him for the value that he is and then find something around it that makes you feel comfortable. I, just, just saying. I will, I will tell you in the $200 single entry, Bobby Mack is my second lowest price player. There you go. And I like the rest of my guys. I got like my core four in there and just tried to jam around it. So Hillier's in there? Yeah. All right. and Bobby Mack. There you go. Solved it for the people. You guys do the rest. But uh, let, let me try and build the whole lineup, actually. Just give me one second. See how, uh, see how predictable I am here. I basically told you what the lineup was earlier. Yeah, I'm trying to f- remember all the rest. Though. I have one, Okay, one sec. I'm almost there. I got two more to go. Is it? No, it's not that. Bryson. No, you're not playing Hatton. So I got to, I went with DJ, mm-hmm. Morikawa, mm-hmm. Hillier, McIntyre, 
and then I got stuck because Bryson leaves something that's not there. So maybe you don't have Bryson in this one. I don't know because I played Scotty. Oh, you got I'm not. I'm not going down to 6100 to not play Scotty. Let's be real. So Bobby Mack is actually your third. No. If you have Hillier, I'm now down to Southgate. No, Hillier, McIntyre, Denny. Oh, I got something wrong then. Okay, I have Denny and Connors in this lineup. Denny and Connors. Okay, so Hillier, McIntyre, Coward, Scotty. No DJ? No DJ. That's what it was then. Okay, Connors and Denny. So if you want to know how Pat loses 200 bucks, we can start with that one. Yeah, let's see. All right. We don't need to start with that one. Let's start with a more chalky version. Let's start. I bet. Yeah, I just put that one in. Let's see how bad bad it is. Let's see how bad it is versus like real good lineups. Uh, Rory, Bobby Mack, I think is a very common start that we're going to see. And people can figure out their Scheffler one if they want to go there instead. That's fine. Uh, I think that Connors Connors. fits in perfectly because he's still less than average in this lineup. So we'll chuck Connors in. So what do you think that people do from here? This is actually what I'm really curious about this I think week. it's like a choice of Harmon or someone down low. Do you, okay, do you think that they go lower again into that Harmon or Denny McCarthy range? Or do they just kind of stick it out around here and use Justin Rose, Tom Kim, and someone? No, because I think it's like Finau, Rose... And $7,400. So do you think it's more likely that they try to get someone else big into this lineup? Let's say we put in Harmon, because I, I think that Harmon will be more owned. No. I think this is it. What and do you think Patty can... Harrington's ownership is going to be? No, not enough Nothing? to worry about. Okay. So if we put in Harmon, we have $8,100 left. That means we could go... It's Finau Rose. Finau Rose. Yeah. yeah that's and the, then, that's and the, the lineup. The decision really there is like, okay, does someone want to play Tom Kim over Rose? Maybe. Does someone want to play Ryan Fox or Russell Henley over Brian Harmon or Denny? the same price maybe i don't we don't care about that we're just saying this is what a common chalky build would look like and then pat this goes to the point of what i was saying oh rory and who's the guys look at yeah rory and rose is very easily swapped to scotty and And a seventy five hundred dollar guy no not even not even that much but it's a similar range could be henley denny whoever you want it to be let's just say denny and then you're up to scheffler yeah and you still have Bobby Mack, Connors, Finau, Harmon. Harmon can go up 200 bucks, or you can mess around with uh, taking McIntyre up to a 7K. You, you could take McIntyre up to Ben Ann, which I actually don't hate. So let's see what that one looks like. Yeah, it looks fine. And you got Scotty, Connors, Finau, McCarthy, Harmon, Ann. And again, not everyone's going to like these guys. Certain guys aren't going to like McCarthy and Harmon or um, not want to play Connors as the chalk that he is or something like yeah, that. But I'm like, just saying these, he, these lineups are... Very possible still for anyone saying it was impossible to build a build, then pick the guys you like instead. Maybe you have a guy, anyone, my point is anyone saying these lineups are impossible or they can't get to them or they're really hard to build that's talking shit about a Denny McCarthy play has a guy they like. Their, their, their original point, if I didn't just make this statement, would be Denny McCarthy's a loser play. I would play this guy instead who happens to be the same price or less. Which is probably a and fair it's, point. It's the same lineup though. You <laughs> Exactly. But you still got to an easy version of it. So you're, again, it's not about Scotty not being possible to play. It's also not about, if you want to fade Scotty here, I got no problem with it. He's expensive, and he's going to have to make putts, and he hasn't been able to, and whatever. But it also would not surprise me if all of a sudden the time he makes the putts is when it matters most, and that's the narrative in the headlines after the fact. Scotty finally finds a putter, and it's at a major, and he wins the Open for the Claire Jug. And the reason that I like Scotty so much this week is he doesn't even have to find his putter. He just has to not lose his putter. And not go in the pot bunkers and get unlucky. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, what do you? How do you feel about the internal OBI? So I just see people like complaining about it. I like it. I love it. Fucking bring on the what, chaos. What I wish. I'm gonna love it until Scotty goes out of bounds on like no, number no. Three. I think it's, like, oh fuck. But what I don't understand is this, and maybe I'm way off on this. Again, it's like a golf rules thing, and you and Cust would probably be better to talk about this. But I, I, I'm not because I don't give a shit. No, but I mean, he would probably have his take, and you'd be able to battle with him on it. My my thought is this though. What I hate, Pat, is at the end of a tournament. We've seen it in like playoffs. I remember Brendan Todd won one year where. The other guy puts it straight and has a shot looking right at the green. He puts it to the left on his second shot, and it goes to the left of the grandstand. Therefore, whatever that thing is called where he gets to place it inside, and now he almost has the same shot as the other dude. And the argument is always made that, well, if other dude had a went in that spot, he would have got the relief too. True and fair. But the point is... Brendan Todd knew this shit was there. Oh, it was Chris Kirk. And goes left. Whoever it was. Yeah. My, my point is, is like it's bullshit to me. Is the other guy knew that shit was there and said, I'm going to put it in a place I can still see the hole. Brendan Todd knew that shit was there. But if he goes awry and get, goes out there, don't worry. You get to play it from almost the same spot as dude who actually hit the good shot and not take a penalty. Yes, he would take the penalty if he hit it there too. But it's just like internal OB. You know that it's there. You can't play into it or you're fucked. And that's the point. If you can't get it right... You should not, you shouldn't get a benefit of that. I hate that rule when you can just jam it into the wall up top or anything because it's there. Again, you can all take advantage of it the same way too, but I don't like that that's the way it is. Well, wait till you're sitting at the hospitality tent on 18 at TPC Twin Cities. Yeah. Because that's the move. Pound it into it. Just pound it into it. Go for the hole on your second shot. And if you're you're too long, uh uh-oh. It's why I contradict myself a little because for that, that's a strategy. Uh, We just watched Fleetwood and... Nick Taylor at the Canadian Open. And we were saying, yeah, why the hell wasn't Fleetwood just Ram doing Riv- it? Ram at Riviera, too. Yeah, wh- why don't they just do that? Now, that's more of the strategy, but what I hate is when it's, like, to the left of it, and they all of a sudden get to bring it back in, and it's like, well, you shouldn't have aimed over there. You shouldn't have yeah. been standing there. Yeah, you know? you shouldn't have been standing there. That, that type that, of thing. But, but I, the whole point is, like, that's a man-made obstruction. Yeah. Why Spieth got that relief to beat Kuchar the year that he did at Burkdale. Like, Kuchar literally had to go in front of him, I believe. Speaking of that, it's a good open story. I think it was, what was it, like, a half-hour wait yeah. to figure that one out? Just so bad. Good thing they were the last group. And good thing I had money on Kucher and not Jordan Spieth. That was always fun just to see him go nuclear down the stretch making 45-foot putts all of a <laughs> Poor sudden. Poor Cooch. That was Poor a Cooch shot. eating a sandwich in the middle of the fairway just waiting. Where is Cooch? He didn't qualify this year? I don't believe he did now because he Clearly ended up not. going back to play the John Deere. Damn. Um, either way, let's build a few more lineups. If you want to start putting your questions in now for the Q&A period, Slim Brody has the first one right now. What is it? Let's in take there. it. Well, no, I mean, we're not going to get to it yet, but that's the first one. Oh, you're, you're so making you, a reminder for the Like, mark. as I said at the beginning of the show, that if you put it in before, previous to this, I'm not going to answer it because I'm not going to scroll back through the entire fucking chat. I'm going to start at a point, and we're going to go from there. So we'll give you a five-minute warning on the questions. I'll even tweet that out to the peoples right now. Slim, huh? Slim Shady's bro, Slim Brody, is the first question? Yeah. All right. That's the, that's the tweet. Your cues getting answered Starting in five minutes, load them in now. Caps. There we go. Easy stuff. Let's try to build out a few more of these lineups. What do you think are combined ownership on Scheffler and Rory this week? Do you think it's 45%? 40. 40? And how, and how many people do you think are playing Rory and Scheffler together? 1%? It gets tough. It drops right to sixty four hundred. I mean, it gets pretty easy. You can play here. Let me let me just fire you up a. No, Rory we can do it. I'll I'm give saying. you. A, I'll give you like a, a millionaire maker winning Scheffler Rory lineup if you want one. Do you want one or not? Go ahead. 
Uh, where's Southgate? We'll throw Southgate in there right now. Where's Bobby Mack? We'll throw Bobby Mack in there right now. Where's my guy Ben Griffin? We'll throw him in there right now. One spot left, 7200 bucks. Who do we like at 7200 bucks? We like Kurt Kitayama. Boom, million bucks. Easiest game in the world. <laughs> we'll be chopping this one up. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to say Hillier, but okay, Griffin. Hey, we can, we can throw Hillier. You can throw Stenson in there. You want to make it better? I, I got a lineup for you. Okay, let's hear it. No, it's not my better version. It's Pat's better version, but we can get to it now, I think. Oh, we're a little short. Did you? Who did you like at... Uh, did you like Connors? Or you like Scott? Who do you like? I, I like Connors a lot. Okay. And then we only have 63. Okay, you can play Scotty, Rory, Ben Griffin, Southgate, Hillier, Connors. That's pretty good. Sounds like a million bucks. A lot of these sound like a million bucks. I mean, that one like does. Like, that one like is a million bucks, though. I'll sell that to you right now for 500K. <laughs> we'll already be chopping it up more than that because the people listening right now are making it as we go hand building. There's 0% chance people are like, yeah, I should really play these Jabroni Scheffler uh, Rory you, lineups. You're underestimating the power of FOMO. Someone's like, damn, Pat said it's going to win a million. Tambo said it's going to get duped. I want to be in that dupe train. Let's go build it. Man, that does work out perfectly, doesn't it, with Connors in it? How about that? Even got some money to spend. But I guess, you, you know, that's what do you, you need what? We're, we're talking the runaway. Like we need Scotty and Rory to, to just to go. run away. And we need the other guys to finish inside the two inside the top 10, two inside the top 20. Yeah, m- more so the first part I care about, though, like why that parlay seems tough to hit because yeah. the idea is you really do need them to do more than that. Let, let's try and build like a. Um, let's build a balance line. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So that's where we're thinking the same thing. Is it, is it the Brits? Is it like Ricky Hatton start? Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's a good lineup start. I know you don't love Hatton this week. Yeah, but it's it, Hatton. It, it, listen, it's not even that I don't love Hatton. I just didn't end up playing Hatton. Like, there's only so many guys I wanted to play, and he kind of fell by the wayside. I wanted to c- c- consolidate more of my ownership on Bryson, DJ, Spieth, Morikawa, and Ricky. Like, someone has can't play can't play them all. So is this like with Connors, and we're saying like a way to get different than the Scotty Scheffler Connors build? No, no. I just think that, what do you think the common, like where, like, I, I think the purpose of these builds is, so we did the, if you start with Rory, if you start with Scheffler, like where are you logically going to go next mm-hmm. and then fill in the pieces. And you can see that a lot of the same like filler pieces, the, the meat of the sandwich ends up being the same because you only have so much wiggle room to go with because you always get stuck in the same area. So like right now, if we start Fowler Hatton, we're back in the same area as we were when we started Rory Bobby Mack. We're back at $7,700. Yeah, I actually just found it and it, it, it alleviates us of Fowler to Fleetwood, but it's because you get the same build as what you're on. Now I can find the 2v2, but I think the it's Fleetwood Hatton and then you still get the Finau, Rose, Connors, Harmon with the 100 bucks left. So is Fleetwood Hatton Scotty Bobby Mack? No. I think it's a few dollars short. Sorry, it's Rory Bobby Mack. It's Rory Bobby Mack. So there's an example. Which I like better, like honestly. <laughs> Don't Fle- you? Fleetwood Hatton or, or Rory Bobby Mack? I like Rory Bobby Mack better than Fleetwood Hatton. If I was going to put money behind a lineup that I entered, I like the Rory version better. Okay. That's do, where I'm, do you? It's pretty similar i guess i i mean my problem is you got everybody in this lineup that it's just so everyone has yeah yeah but so how do we get different with this lineup like this one i think is a like the fleet and hatton start let's say i think this is an interesting one to play one of these cheap guys in instead of calling it bobby mack let's call it jordan smith so take out finau and put in jordan smith and what goes on from here so we take out rose take out Harmon. now we have connor's smith Hatton, Fleetwood. 
So now we have $8,400 left, which can make you super unique because that's the dead area with all this stuff. You can play like Sam Burns, Homa, or you can play like Bryson, Denny McCarthy. It's like, it's Rose Bryson. Rose Bryson, yeah. Yeah, so you can have Hatton, Fleetwood. Bryson. Bryson. Connors, Rose, Rose. Connors, Smith, or... Bobby Mack or Bobby Mack. Brennan Grace. Yeah. Your guy. (laughs) We didn't even mention Minwoo Lee either. That if this does turn into driving and putting, like those are legitimately the two things he does well. <laughs> yeah, Min Woo is 7,700. Yeah, so instead of Connors play Min Woo, and now it's far less chalky. Yeah, that's, those are the types of flips you can make, right? I want to build the, uh, the one real quick because I know we've got to go to these questions, but let's do the Bryson DJ. Live, live Smash? Not just Live Smash. No, 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 because I want to play like the guys that we talked about that I don't think as many people are going to that we actually think could come through here uh so Did i we mean, say spieth as well uh yeah let's go okay let's start this spieth dj spieth dj bryson reed because i'm playing reed yeah way. like that that's what i'm saying let's try this lineup that leaves also you isn't this like 73 50 which means you can go ben and Corey connors or min Wu if you wanted to that's like, actually a pretty good lineup i like that spieth dustin bryson reed ben and connors yeah or min Wu. or min Wu. Or you could play Denny and Harmon together, or Fox, or whoever. Who's the read, you said? I was going to actually say now we could flip. This made me think of it. DJ, Spieth, Reed, take out Bryson, go Hideki, and then let's finish out the Masters lineup. <laughs> These sometimes come through. They play good, at the, even though they're not correlated at all. It's the ones that you, know, you, you correlate up. So Hideki, DJ, Spieth, Reed, who else can we put in the Masters lineup? We have 7,300 left. 73 in the Masters lineup? J-Day? Uh, Scott? Siwoo. Yeah, how much is Siwoo? 73. And then it leaves us 73. Is there anyone lower? Like, who's in the 6K range? Louis. Yeah, Louis. Let's do Louie. I mean, Phil is also 69. Oh, and Connors. You land on Connors. Didn't Min Woo show up at the... No, he did not show up at the Masters. What was that one the, round? The, the first year he showed up at the yeah, Masters. yeah, yeah. But listen to this lineup. So you've got Spieth, DJ, Hideki, Connors, Reed, Louie. Sounds pretty good. And it sounds like guys that could battle through in any conditions. Get through, make the cut, any weather comes up. You're not worried about what if it gets crazy on Saturday, like they could find their way through still. I, I did write this up. I think it's in the Golf Digest and my DK column. And I think it's in the newsletter as well. I think I wrote this kind of up everywhere. Is another reason to like Chef. I mean, there's every reason to like Chef. I'm not creating something new here. But... That's one of the reasons, too. It doesn't matter what, what it's doing. It could be raining, could oh, be yeah. windy, could be nice. It's fine for Scotty Scheffler. It fucks with some of the other top players. It doesn't fuck with him. He just he's, throws on Scotty Vestler. Yeah, he just, he like, just jams the vest on and just rolls through it. But he, he did say, I think it was uh, Ron Kloss, PJ Splits 101, had the, the quote from Scotty, and it was around the Lynx golf stuff because he actually hasn't played a bunch of it, but he still shows up. He shows up anywhere because his game just translates any course, any conditions. That's why he's the best to run is probably not being talked about enough, even though it's being talked about a lot, for how insane this run is that he's on right now. Cam Davis didn't make it in, did he? No. Interesting. Is he playing in the Barracuda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he is or not. Justin says. Do we ride the hot form with Lingmurth? No. 68? Like, he's someone who should be like 5,800. Correct. 
Like he is wildly overpriced. I think. And how did he get thrown in like the same price as Ben Ann? When, like you said, Ben Ann to me fits the course better. Yeah. And and I mean, there's has a lo- been good and was solid last week again. But Ben Ann made the cut here as a youngster in 2014. He's won at Wentworth. Like it's funny that if we don't think about this as a traditional link style, and we think about it as a more driver heavy course where you just need to be really good off the tee. I feel like that brings like like Lawrence actually then would be really good. Moronk would be really good. Like guys that play well at Wentworth or even the Betfred British Masters which isn't a links course at all, but a very driver-heavy course, then all of a sudden it's like, okay. That's our that's our Bryson angle, too. Yeah. Let me build this one. Leave out Lawrence, because I know you love him. We can, how, we can how, switch to him. How much is Hoagie? Hoagie's 64. But if you go Bryson, Moronk, and Ben Ann, who else do you, who else are some of the guys you want to play on this driver-heavy? Like Finau? Yeah, Finau's driver's been shit. Yeah, it's, it's not been the greatest, but I'm just trying to think of who else. Yeah, Connors? Long and long enough and straight. Long enough and straight. Let's see, let me just sort by strokes gained off the tee. Let's see what we're doing here. Uh, I mean, in this lineup, you could use Hillier and or Jordan Smith, who are we're going to do that version because that, excellent drivers of the ball. That adds up. I, I might probably do Jordan Smith, but we'll, we'll go there last. Just leave it for a second. We'll go. I'll go. Open I want to try and stop at Benny Ann for a second just to see. So Ann Moronk, Bryson, nine K average left. So give me some more guys. Neiman. I like Neiman. Siwoo. Let me do Siwoo first though. Siwoo, yeah. And what, how much money do we have? I have no idea. I'm going to try Siwoo and Neiman, actually. And it leaves us 12-2. So almost, Scotty? Who was the guy at 6,700? He says Jordan Smith 67 or 68? I believe he's 68. Yeah, he's 68. Damn. If I go to the DP World Tour page and go to the stats, Otagi has the highest driving accuracy, and Jordan Smith has hit the most reads in regulation. Ooh, what if I take... Okay, here's the deal. I got the lineup. Strokes gained off the tee on... Oh, man. Henny Duplessis, number four. Moronk leads all players in strokes gained off the tee on the Euro Tour. Uh, Nikolai Hoygaard is third. Okay, I, I kind of like him too, but what what was the uh, the top dogs? Like Rory, Scotty, Rom? How did it wait out for you? I believe you? it's Scotty, then Rory. In the same model? Let's see. Scotty, Cantlay, Rory, Bryson, Victor are your top five off the tee. Scotty, Cantlay, Rory. And then Hatton. But how, much, people, how much is how much is Nikolai? Nikolai Hoygaard? seventy one hundred. Does that fit? Like if, if you dropped if you drop Siwu to him, could you then have Scheffler? It's Niwu. Niwu. <laughs> Neiman. <laughs> Niwu. Niwu Scheffler is is the guy to play. But yeah, go back. Look at this lineup now: Scotty, Bryson, Siwu, Moronk. Hoygaard, Benny Ann. Don't touch the 6K. All driver, all gas, no brakes. Just smash it. Scotty, Bryson, Siwoo, Moronk, Hoygaard, Benny Ann. Trying to play the Sawgrass lineup now. See what I can get myself into here. Well, the, be- the best Sawgrass player of all time is Hideki Matsuyama when he won after one round. That, that's true. Tim used that as one of his cases for making him his top pick of the week. It's like a lot of guys. Who is it? So Ricky, Hideki. I know. I, I just built the one from this year. So I have like Scheffler, Minwoo, Rose, Hoagie, Sungjae. And I'll throw Ben Ann, who actually has a pretty good record there over the years. So it's Scheffler, Minwoo, Rose, Hoagie. I don't know how. Yeah. Hoagie. And then you said Ben Ann. Mm-hmm. And that what? leaves me with 8,400. Who did you go to there? I don't remember. Sungjae? Sungjae, yeah. There you go. They all kind of project similarly, so... Yeah, interesting stuff. I think uh, in the end, you know, playing Scheffler and some of these other guys are, are going to be popular builds. But like we talked through it, there's definitely ways to get to them. Like there, there's no way you have to say it's impossible to play them. 
questions from the audience. We'll see how many we make it through without having to ban anyone for their stupid fucking questions. Because you have a stupid fucking question, you're getting banned for life. I'll get Tim to curse you. That's not good. You can rectify that, though. Get yourself out of a curse by smashing the like to the episode right now and going down, subbing to the newsletter in the description completely free, and you'll find all of the ways to get in that draw for $2,000. A lot of rich people out there don't want to get in a draw for $2,000. How many likes? Uh, we're at 218 now, so uh, we're, we're still going with it. But we could use more always. I'm just saying, like, how long, how long does it take to scroll down on Apple Podcasts and hit five stars? Honestly. E- easy. Three, three seconds? Yeah. And you do that and leave a quick review. Like, hey, I like this show from, I'll use this guy's name, Slim Brody. Yeah. And, and any Canadians, please get on it for us. If you're, oh, international, oh, I mean, obviously America and Canada help out the most. But if you're in not one of those places where it's less of a giant market in terms of fantasy content, you could really help us out with some reviews here. Like if you're in Azerbaijan, which I'm sure our friends in Azerbaijan have been doing, that's why we're number two on the charts over there. Yeah. So thank you very much. Low 7K range is solid. Fox, Henley, Harmon, Denny, Woodland, Kirk, lots of options. That's not a question. <sighs> Damn, Slim Brody. No more questions. That's going to be the end of Slim the Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on Hoagie this week? Uh, 19th last week in Scotland, third place at Sawgrass. I mean, he just fit in that Sawgrass build that I did. I don't like Hoagie. Might so. be the only place he goes for me. In the Sawgrass lineup? In the Sawgrass build, and I'll play, yeah. All right, so we're both out on Hoagie. How much are you factoring in event history? A lot of the 7 to 7.5K range has no positive open history besides Norin or Harmon. Denny's never played in an open before, so that's not helpful. I think you can choose to believe or not believe how much of it as you want. I think Morikawa kind of destroyed that narrative the year that he won. Yeah, I just think all these guys are better. We've seen it now also, too, with the young up-and-comers. Not that this range is filled with those, but just saying there's guys are just ready to play, and you'll find tons of different people find the top of the board. So I, I don't use that too much here at all. Harmon, Ben-Ann, or Siwoo? I like Siwoo, Ben-Ann, then Harmon. Exact same for me. Clark and DJ or Brooks and Neiman? Hmm. I don't Clark love and ne- DJ or Brooks and Neiman. I'll probably go Brooks and Neiman only because the because uh, Brooks the Clark side of things. I actually like DJ. I like DJ too. I don't. I don't love Win like Wyndham. Wyndham's okay. Has been crushing, but I think a lot of it stems from this little Michael Kim thread, where people are like, oh it plays like you know Quail and plays like this, and he just won. You know this is the the setup for him. Like his shot on eighteen to win the the U.S. Open is Ob at this tournament. So hopefully he doesn't pull that off. At the <laughs> and end. that's not even just internal OB. No, He's like actually off the property somewhere. Yeah. But also knowing that he can't do that is a bit different too. Like at, when you're on 18 at LA country club, you know, you can miss there and so it is as hard as you fucking want. So now it's a little bit different when you're going into it. The one thing I will take away, like, because we see this with athletes all the time, not always the best at assessing things. Because they see everything through their lens, not necessarily objective to what you're looking for as an overall strategy. And maybe Michael Kim's very good at that. But I just notice it like when you watch like ex-players on football pregames. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, in some <laughs> cases, that's why. And some pulled the wool over. Tony Romo was good for quite some time there, and then people weren't feeling it after all. So maybe, it, but that's because he gets too excited. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the Michael Kim thing, though, right? Yeah, I, I actually tend to... We're agree. just excited because we're getting Info, an angle. Yeah, we, we, that's we, great. We love that, so... That could be part of it, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's an exaggeration. My my thing for Wyndham too is that there's just again the other guys around him. Like we didn't talk a lot about this range, and that's meaning others won't go there as much. But man, Sungjae, Homa, Burns, Bryson, Hideki. Like I actually don't have any problem with any of those guys. So you can play them, especially in the large field stuff. These are real winners 
on the PGA Tour that have not necessarily, not all of them, but haven't shown the, the greatest stuff in majors, but I definitely think they could show up at this one. Fitz and Grio or Spieth and Griffin? I like Spieth and Griffin. Uh, I mean, I like Spieth more than Fitz. I like Griffin more than Grio. That's an easy one. And I'm me. opposite on both, so I'll probably go the other. Front running and one and done. DJ Lowry or Rose? I would take DJ. I mean, I'm taking DJ anyway, so DJ, easy answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't love the other two as much. Lowry, interesting, but man, I, I think I would just go DJ there. I like this one too. Tim Peterson. Marcel Seam or Ewan McPherson or both? Ewan Ferguson? Yeah, Ewan Ferguson, sorry. Oh, I, I keep calling like, him Ewan McPherson for some. I know a guy named Ewan McPherson, so I keep <laughs> saying it. Uh, I'm playing by. Ewan Ferguson in lineup, so he's my answer. I would pick him if I was picking one. Played him last week, too. He was great. What narrative is stronger this week? Morikawa can't play well in windy conditions or his accurate driving? I would say, based on the ownership percentages, his accurate driving. Yeah, I would also say probably it need, people are playing him, so I don't think there's anything to worry about with narratives. It's more of do you want to play him or not? Keep them questions coming. Smash the like when you're out there. You can only ask a question if you're a sub to Mayo Media Network. The moment you sub to Mayo Media Network, boom! You instantly have three dr- three ballots in that draw for the $2,000. We're doing the cut sweats this week, too. Friday, early morning, early afternoon, whatever it might be. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Which former winner in the 6K range are you most likely to play between Louis, Phil, Padraig, and Stenson? And I think Louis is very clearly the best option. Like, throw pricing out the window of those guys. But Stenson's the most playable option because of his price point. I like the two at the bottom, Stenson and Padraig. I play Patty the Batty all the time. It continuously is fine, and people hate on it because he's old. But Ageism. Yeah, he's, he's fine. So watch Phil just And what, how old is what? Louis, by the way? I don't know. 40, you, could, you, could t- you could tell me, like, Louis's, like, 35. And I wouldn't bat an eye. Let's see. Louis is 40. 40, okay. Not quite as old as our guy Patty, but still, I don't, I don't mind yeah, Patty. Patty's on there. the Sonora tour. Yeah, I just think he's fine. He's he's sixty six hundred. I, I like him. I like Stenson. Louis gonna get popular. I, th- I think he's you know fine. It's not like a too popular number or anything like that. I just don't don't think he's as high as those other guys. And price matters a little bit less. Okay. In the race for the Mayo Cup, one and done, which you can play at fantasygolfchampionships.com. As always, we open up those tournaments probably in December, I think, and they fill up very quickly, so bookmark that for when it comes around. I'm in about 200th place. I still have Rory, Hovland, and Ricky. I'll use two in the FedEx Cup. Who do I use here, and am I a moron for not using Rory? I mean, I don't think you're a moron for not using Rory, but I th- I'd use Rory or Ricky. And I, I just use Rory. I, I, yeah. You're, he's front running, you said, right? Well, I mean, the other guy said that, but he said he's up there. In well, the, he's in 200th. Yeah. Well, I guess it really depends on how much are the other ones worth. I think they might be worth more than There's, the Open. Yeah, they're still worth money. But I think they're worth more money, which I think has to kind of factor into it, right? Like if the BMW Championship is worth more money than the Open Championship in terms of how much you're going to get paid, I, I think that has to play a factor, doesn't it? I would factor in who's going to win. Okay. And it's Rory? Ricky's, Rory's the favorite, and you're in 200th. And I mean, and not, okay, not Rory fails else. this week, and you're like, ah, oh, I dodged a bullet. I didn't play him. Now you feel good about playing him at the next one, or which one then, which one is it? And all these other factors. So I would play Rory coming off the win, coming into the biggest event, and then hope for the best, and then pick your, pick your spots with those last two at the other spots. Rory also only available in 18% of one and done. 
Yeah. Leads. The answers, answers so he right. might be 17% owned this week, but the max he can be is 18% owned, whereas Fowler's still available in like 42%. So you could probably expect a little bit more ownership on Ricky. So you might as well just take Rory. Mm-hmm. I like that. We, we joked about Cam Smith living near TPC Sawgrass. We sure did. What about $6,500 Matthew Jordan, who was a member of the course? I mean, we talked about him. I used him in my pool, but I think yeah. he's like an all right player, but I did not. that's about it. Yeah. Will jamming four 9K guys and finishing with the low 6K and 5K guys be a common build, Tambo? No. No, it won't. I don't even know what that is. Let me just quickly look because I'm assuming it's like McIntyre. We can do it real quick. I think think it's McIntyre, Southgate. McIntyre, Southgate, Cantlay, Morikawa, Dustin, and Hatton would be my guess just off the top of my head if that fits. It's Morikawa, Hatton. Fleetwood, Dustin. That's what fits. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that lineup, but I don't think people are like, man, here's the lineup everyone's playing, that lineup. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the main thing about that one is that's just a way to do it a little bit differently because most people plugging in Southgate, like I said, are immediately starting with Southgate. And Scheffler or Rory. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you go Southgate, you plug them in, you've got 8,800 left, so you feel like you got all the money in the world. You go Scotty. Oh, I still have almost 8,000. I can start playing these low 7K guys and all this other stuff fits in. So, you know, it's fine. This is interesting. Not not this one. We'll do this one first. Who do you love more, Bobby Mack or Herman? I like Bobby Mack more. But here's a Bobby Mack question that's kind of the opposite way. Evan Braun asks, you and McPherson, almost 4-1 to to be top Scottish player. Are there any other Scottish players besides him and Bobby Mack? Because if that's the case, that's an auto bet. I'm assuming. What's the market say? I, I got to go find it now, but that's outrageous if that's actually, if there's only two of them and those are the odds. Which Also, they, is the Ewan Ferguson going a little bit too far here? I don't know. but He do won th- the boys league in 2013. Like, that's 10 years ago. We are. I know it sounds like I, yesterday. We're I, in 2023. I, I didn't even know that. That yeah, happened. that's where a lot of this comes. Again, I mean, oh. there's a couple recent results, like last week. And what do you, we, I, I've been he's pl- a good player. I'm not saying I was that. Saying, I've been playing him because he has good the, form the knock on the off DP. Ricky Fowler, man. This is the guy. But I'm just saying, I wonder if that's where this is stemming from a little bit. Obviously, he's fine. It's I don't just, think so. I think when you just go look at his Euro results, and he, he finished top 15 last week at the Scottish. Like, here's a guy who's 6,100 who just competed against all the top guys. He played pretty well, and he's been playing well in Europe anyway. And yeah. he's Scottish, so he's probably plenty familiar with this style of play. I think that's more three. I had no if I didn't know what the hell you were talking about, is that like That's true. Is that gonna be like common knowledge? Oh no, probably not. So it's I've got uh Richie Ramsey. Ah, Richie Ramsey. Connor Syme. Okay, so they're okay, there's and nine then Mark Warren. Okay, never mind. Cut it off. But uh, I don't know. I don't I, hate I, I don't hate that, but I, I thought it was a four to one head to head versus Bobby Mack, which I would then take. It's probably not too far off. I mean, those other guys. It's not, great, but like, but... this is the Open Championship. If fucking Graham Robertson was like T six after three days, like, I don't even know who that guy is. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, I'm not on Ramsey, but again, if he shows up at a link style course and is in the mix for whatever reason, I don't think it holds. Just in general, it would suck to have that bet and be like, damn, that that guy beat me. Uh, Brent says, "Don't you hate when you quote stand play when your stand player gets possible?" Well, I'm not. 13 years old, so I don't use the word stan. <laughs> Has the Straka love become steam? No. Is anyone playing Straka? No. I've got him under 5%. Yeah. So, no. Will playing Bobby Mack in more balanced builds and not Scotty Rory lineups be unique enough? I mean, if you think that Bobby Mack's going to play, well, play him and figure it out elsewhere. 
Yeah, too much conversation around that. People like again, I know it's important. And, and say, no one's thirty five percent this week. You're you know allowed I mean? to play Bobby Mack and get different elsewhere. Uh, other again, I know why people will say he's a horrible chalk play and all these. I get it. I'm I'm saying again, if you think he's the value and you like him, play him and then figure it out elsewhere. That's no. If you're playing a twenty percent Bobby Mack or a twenty percent Rory, maybe don't play them both together. But my point is, if you want to play twenty percent Rory, he's better at twenty percent because he's Rory McIlroy and he can win the thing. But the price comes with it. It matters. We play a salary based game. You still are going to look to get different down below. If you want to play a fifteen to eighteen or twenty percent Bobby Mack, play him and then get different in the other spots. Balance it out. Use a Bryson or a Bryson DJ combo or something like that where you're different that way. And if that comes through and Bobby Mack is still needed again, if Bobby Mack comes through. A lot of lineups are dead because this guy's just gonna have, he's gonna be in a bunch and a lot of combos become dead. So play him differently if you're playing him, but you're allowed to play him as your value play. Do you like Scotty plus five to seven or dipping into the sixes and fives with him? I, I mean, I played it both ways. I built 100 lineups with my full player pool of like 26 guys with an emphasis on Scheffler, but then I can tell you the guys that I played at the bottom because I think the next question pertains to this, like, do I like Laurie Cantor, Stenson? I'm not playing any of those jabronis. Uh, I'm playing these jabronis instead. I am playing Southgate. I'm going to sort by salary. There we go. Southgate, Ben Griffin, Ewan Ferguson, Daniel Hillier, Thirsty Lawrence, Yaus Lauten, Matthew Jordan, Alexander Bjalk, Jordan Smith. Those are the guys. Yeah. I think one From thing you could do... to 68. With Scotty lineups is go at most three 7K guys. There's 30 in there. And I think, again, you, some people build Scotty with all five. A lot will build Scotty with four and with Bobby Mack. So one thing you could do is either exclude Scotty, exclude Scotty Mack. I was going to say exclude uh, Bobby Mack from your Scotty lineups if you want to go aggressive with it and just move off it completely. Or you could build it where you don't have as many 7K guys because most Scotty lineups are going to feel pretty comfortable getting those seven guys, 7K guys and then having one Bobby Mack guy or something like that in there. Uh, Chris Turner asks, over under 27 players under par, it's minus 225. And full disclosure, I put $1,000 on that. <laughs> so you think more, right? More, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that bet. Yeah. It's just, you need to bet big on that, on a minus 225. You know what I mean? It's not like it's... Eight. They're not giving you the value anymore. Yeah, they're the, I mean, I actually, when I calculated it out, I had it at, it should have been listed at minus 475. So I do think it's actually extreme value. That's why I bet on it. But it's, yeah, it it's, feels like it's close. I, I guess what I was just, saying is it feels not, like a, a, it feels like a bad number too at twenty seven and a half that they're using. But that's where the juice comes from. But then it's like you've calculated if you feel that's the juice should be four hundred or four seventy five or yeah, something. Then. I, I have it closer to minus five hundred than minus two hundred, and it's minus two twenty five right now. So I do think it's a really good bet. I mean, that's the stuff that I mean, we don't talk about this shit on the show all the time. Right. We like to bet on outrights, and that's fun, and that's what people are here for. The margins are really made in like finding bets like this. Yeah. That's, like that's I, when I'm like losing a whole bunch on outrights. Like I've made this bet for sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's a little bit less, whatever it might be. But like I'm still having winning weeks because of this stuff. And it's fine. You just even if you're balancing out and yeah. everything, and then making a little bit by the end of the year when you have a pop week or something like that, that's fine. And the books aren't caring too much because it's not enough to matter. And they're like, oh, he's still also betting Matthew Southgate first round leader. leaders. So yeah. let's uh, <laughs> you know roll it out here. We'll let it. We'll let it happen. Rory and Brooks and one and done. I like Brooks except the pairing with Cantlay. Excuses for Brooks. They're already coming in. But Cuss picked him. I wanted to keep Rory for the playoffs. Thoughts? I mean, I guess that makes more logical sense to use Brooks now because you can use Rory at a later date. But Again, if you're up there in this, then the strategy is that. It's your last chance to use Brooks. I actually think Rory's a better play based on the ownership percentages that are left. It's true. But if you're not, again, if you're, you need, I just think if you're using it that way and you have both, I would use Brooks now. 
because you're not going to be able to play him. I think if you need to catch up, you use Rory because more people will use Brooks this week because it is their last chance. If to you use need Brooks. to, yeah, I didn't hear the first part. Of I, I, I I don't know either. Like I don't know what yeah. the standings. I meant if you're in the front, I'd be fine with it just because Rory's still going to be fine at anything. Like we just talked with the other guy, but for him, it was like Ricky and Lowry or something like that or Fleetwood. I, I would just be fine using Rory as the best option. What's the paper on top of the logo? I have no idea what he's talking about. Keep your hands warm. This paper? Maybe the paper on top of the Tim Hortons logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, this? Don't want to show it off because Timmy's won't sponsor the show, so too bad. Oh, no, it's just because I drink Americanos and it will burn my hands if I try to pick it up. That's what it's for, yeah. If if they're asking what the paper is, top of the logo, but I don't know what else they'd be talking about. Uh, This may be the week that Cus picks actually come through. In fairness to him, he just picked the winner of the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. I would say that they probably came through that week. Like the gala to miss the cut this week, high potential to drive it all over the place. He just never popped up for me. Like, I, I just kind of nothing him this week. I would like to see him play well, but... I think he's probably fine. I think... No he, one is playing him in DFS. No one's playing him. He's 7,500. He's definitely a creative type, so you could play it from that angle, but it will depend on what his driver does. He's one of those high-volatility boom-bust guys we talked about where I feel like if he shows up, he really shows up. If he doesn't, though, he's gone. Thanks for doing these live again. It is harder, more work. Do you think doing it live influences the build at all, better or worse? I mean, I just don't like to do it live because I don't like taking fucking questions. <laughs> or when we were usually doing it live, we're trying to get it out early enough for as many people as possible. But then it was also really early where if it's not a major week where everyone's tuned in and dialed exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. It's, like, it's much less engagement. The questions are less. There's less to banter about or go on and find. See, so you remember these things. I forget why we switch back to doing it live to tape rather than just doing it as a live stream. Because we, we, our time zone is so much farther ahead of most people's right. that we're recording at like 9.30 in the morning. It's 8.30 Eastern, 7.30. 30 central people aren't up on the west coast like there's no point of doing it live yeah thoughts on rose he killed me the last few weeks really like when he came six at the bell at the betfred yeah i don't know Th- thanks was... brian england thanks for paying attention no i yeah. don't think he was playing him there though he's not he's not messing around with that but i, I do think um one interesting point we didn't bring this guy up was scott at 7,900, burned everybody last week oh he's gonna it. be popular regardless i mean i talked to cam about it on the best bet show he's all over adam scott you know why because Adam Scott was top 10 here in 2014 and 2006. That is good. And in 14, he was on the bad side of the wave. And that is, I, I don't think people know. I didn't know that, so I don't think people Extra know Extra added that. bonus. Uh, yeah, he's great. Um, I think he's going to be less than 10%. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've I, got him at about eight and a half, nine right now. We'll see if he gets late steam, but people are playing Rose instead, Finau above, and then you go down to Connors below. How Again, they can't all get steamed here, so he'll get some, but I'm saying it's between seven and 10 for me, more than it is like what we've seen him at 15 to 20 in some of these spots at that price. I think people are just done with him now. Connors plus 110 three ball against Billy Horschel and, and Alex Noren seems tasty. That does not seem tasty. No. Plus 110 three ball with Corey Connors? No. Good Lord. And I also think like Noren could find it. I, yeah. don't, I don't like Billy Ho. I don't opens, like Billy but... Ho either, but like, think about if this was just a head-to-head. Connors versus Billy Ho. It would probably be what, minus 150? But now we're throwing a third man into it? Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Any love for Stuart Sink or Matt Wallace? No. I would take Wallace over Sink, but sure, probably but neither. Like neither is probably the answer. Yes. Uh, thoughts on my old man lineup. Rory, DJ. Rory's like 34 years old. <laughs> Rory, DJ, Rose, Todd, Harrington, and Phil. Who is your favorite old guy this week? Well, if we're using the Rory strategy, Scheffler is my favorite old guy this week. Because he's 27. Patty the Batty, the oldest uh, one in the bunch, I think, 51 or whatever he is. So I would go with him. 
Uh, 8K range forgotten. Where can we pivot to and which plays we like at this range? I told you're, you. You're not even pivoting. There's nobody. Yeah, who are you pivoting off of if like, no one's being used? If Wyndham Clark, I guess Finau is the only one you'd be pivoting off of and maybe Rose. But the rest, you know, Tom Kim a little. There's, none of them are owned enough. This is where people get so confused in their own thoughts. Oh, if this guy's going to be 9%, I need to find the 7% guy. Why? Like, play the guy you want to play. Steven says, great. You just listed my exact optimal lineup with Hatton and Fleetwood. <laughs> Yeah, we're, that's what we're trying to do is pick out how yeah. people are trying to build and how we can get different. That's I mean, if you go to 5327, we start building lineups. That's what it's for. How much are you factoring in the Andrew curse this week? Place outrights on Cantley and Fleetwood. I mean, that would if there's anything that can get Cantley and Fleetwood over the line. The Andrew curse is probably the answer on that. Yeah. And coming off the Wyndham Clark last major open winner. So I think it's worth a shot. If you've just tuned in, smash the like and I am giving one of you. $2,000. Get the info in the newsletter link that is down in the description right now and play in the Listener's League, which could be full as of right now, for all I know. It I know is. that there, there were spots left at the beginning of the show. We'll see if that's the case at the end of the show. I'd be more afraid of Tim blessing me than cursing me. That's true. I'll get, I'll get, you know what? If you don't smash the like and you don't enter the contest and rate and review the audio podcast, I'll get Tim to send you a nice like thank you note or Christmas Man, card or something like that. you just came up with new content. Anderblessed. <laughs> Anderblessed? Yeah, oh, we no. can start that off. It's a new, it's the spinoff series. You know how those work. Those are, those are great. Uh, do you fellas like Shank, Poston, or Putnam? I actually like Putnam the best of those Poston ones. of those three. Okay. Pretty clear for me. Olison or Grio? I like... Grillo. Thorbjorn. You like the Thunder Bear? Yeah, he's very good. He popped for me at the start of the week more, but Grillo, just the more you look at it and the off the tee stuff, and man, it's definitely a possibility. I don't expect him to win or anything like that, but creep up the board at that price. I definitely think it's possible. Uh, came in late. Timestamp for the weather, 1120, if you are looking for that. It's a good that. question, by the way. What? That, that, if someone, if you come in like that, instead of just re-asking or doing that, like asking for the timestamp, yeah, I mean, I'd I mean, be more inclined to answer that if you, because he knows you have them. Yeah. I, th- I just thought that was a sharp question more that, than just asking Sa- again. Sam Campania, asking the sharp questions. And I do add the timestamps once we're done the show. Right, yeah. just During the live show, I can't add them. And he can't see them because none of that's going to really pop up, right? So when he comes back and you edit those in after and we're good, like, he can just go right to it. I like that one. Is answer a viable ownership pivot for Corey Connors? Because I've always said they kind of have the same games, except answer is actually a better putter of the rest of his game seems lost. Paul, would you like to chime in on this? I don't even really necessarily like him. I just thought I found like a 417 to 1 with the top <laughs> 8 each way that I was just like, this guy won a WGC like a year ago. A 417 to 1? 417 to 1. Nice odds. <laughs> it's just the weirdest odds. Why didn't they just make it 420 and get all the clicks? Do you understand this? What? It says, Pat Love, Minnesota Vikings? He he, sawy, I'm whittle purple witches. I'm just going to ban this guy for life because <laughs> I, I think that either he's an absolute fucking moron or he's just like not mentally there enough <laughs> to watch this show. So you're banned for life, asshole. People like the, the entertainment value of that. And I like banning Get, people. Getting you to say it, but they like the banning more. That is true. Uh, uh, thought- re- real quick, back to that one though. We didn't talk about this guy either, but these... Two guys, Jason Day, Taylor Gooch. Yeah, you, you, Cust is on Gooch. I'm out on Gooch. Day I liked at the beginning of the week. I talked myself out of him. I'm talking myself into him. Okay. Only because he's 7,800. Any interest in Sep? Nah. I don't, I don't have what... I know why people have the love. It makes sense. I just... It's not as much for me. Thoughts on Marcel Seam? No, thank you. No. If you had to pick two of these four to use in a large tournament DFS, Herman, Henley, Siwoo, and McCarthy. Siwoo and Denny for me. Hen... Henley and Siwoo were, for, were the guys for me. 
Thoughts on Hodges? That's Baroff's guy, right? Yeah, I got to roll with him. Baroff gives, gives some good tips, man. Love his stuff. So he, he said Hodges. Again, he, it's boom bust to the maximum. He, what, he, what he's more so saying is if you get a guy like him through and make this cut, and he played pretty well last week, actually, in some of the other stuff uh, in the past, where if he gets through, he could be the guy that could still outscore his finishing position. So you get the 30, 31st place out of him, but you end up getting a top 20 score or something like that. I, I mean, that'd be just fine at 6,400. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? He also said Hoagie, but I'm not sure if he was serious. Hollywood Hoagie? The craps man? I think he was making fun of because people were bringing up players and, well, Sawgrass and Honda Classic comps because I know why they're bringing them up too, but like you said, also the fact of a little bit different, but avoiding that. And I think he said flushers flush, which is true. And that's <laughs> kind of one of those things that's just going to line up either way. Uh, who are you afraid of fading because of ownership? I'm not fading. The only one I'm fading in the, my 150 build, I faded McIntyre just because because I felt like it was pretty easy to fade him. Uh, but other than that, I don't think anyone is going to be so owned that you have to fade them. Yeah, it's not enough there. I guess for me, it'd probably be Brooks if I'm going up there. It's like I, I have a feeling about like the Xander Hovland guys below him. I like Rom still this week. I like Scheffler. So Rory and Brooks would be the two. Uh, Matt Jordan, Grio, or Poston? I think you're going to say Poston. I'm going to say Matt Jordan. I don't love any of them. I think it's Grillo, then Poston, and then definitely not in on Matt Jordan. Who was Cuss? This guy says he's writing in all caps. Chris Jones seems like he might be having an aneurysm when he's <laughs> writing this. Who was Cuss' second pick? Easy way to find out who Cuss' second pick was if you watch the fucking show with Cuss on it, you <laughs> asshole. Go fucking click on it, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Don't do it. Banned for life. Is he winning the $2,000? I was no. going to ask. Banned from winning the $2,000 as well. Fuck you. All right. I think people just put it in caps because then they get noticed, they think. Well, they got noticed in the wrong way. You don't always want to be noticed. It got noticed, all right, yeah. Uh, Rasmus or Nikolai, have a preference? Sure, I'll take the guy who's actually in the tournament. Nikolai. (laughs) Rasmus is in it. (laughs) He's feeding both. Is Rasmus in it? Yeah, he's 6,900, but I would take Nikolai for just other reasons. I'm I'm not playing either of them. I'm with this guy. I'm feeding both. (laughs) You're playing the guy you know is in the tournament. Yeah, I'm playing the guy I know. I'm playing the guy who's better. How about that? Nikolai's better than Rasmus. Rasmus just won. No, I thought Nikolai just won. No, Rasmus just won two weeks ago. Oh, on Euro. Yes. Yeah, Nikolai's a better player. All right. I'm with, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on Nikolai, and I think he suits it better, but just bringing it up. Hodge. Yeah, a third. I mean, he's Rasmus is all over the place. Nikolai just... I've always been... Not that I can really tell them apart, but you see their names at the top, so that really helps out. Yeah, I, just, I, I think his game is better. Just Rasmus just happened to win. All right. Rose missed the cut on the PGA Tour. Last two times he's played, Scottish and U.S. Open. I used him in both, so I am passing. That's really good logic. That's how you should play DFS, I think. Well, it's one of those things, right? You got to go back to it. That's why I said the Adam Scott piece earlier. Even if people are going there, I think more are going to Rose. Scott really just missed last week, or he was in. He missed on the number. When was the last time he was good? Who? Adam Scott. Like, when was the last time you remember Really him? good. What's just, that? This, go look. Last five results. But when you say really good, what's really good? Go, go look at the last five results. Miscut, 19th, miscut, 9th, 29th, 8th, 5th, 31st. There's a lot of good results in there. Some good results in there. Some miscuts in there as well. He's just not playing a lot, I suppose. He's been better. You're right. He's been better the past two months than he was the yeah, start like, well, season. Yeah, like Wyndham Clark won Wells Fargo. Adam Scott came fifth. Well, one of them won. Yeah. Then the, other, then the guy won a major. Eighth, ninth at the Memorial is pretty good. 19th at the Travelers is fine. Like, this guy's $7,900. He doesn't have to win. I'm not betting him. Okay. I don't like him. I know. 
Big pass. Are Timbo, Tambo's tidbits out already? Yes. Well, can we just rewind the part where you go look? <laughs> just but yes, fun. Timbo's... Why, why don't you fucking search it at Toe Tag and Tambo, you moron? <laughs> the Google thing's got to come back out today. Uh, Craig Simmons asks, how do you feel about the Big Easy as top senior? I mean, if people aren't playing Harrington, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what it's on. I'm not betting that market, but... I uh, might still have it Keegan up. Keegan, Patrick Reed, or both Patrick Reed? Uh, yeah, I'd have it read then, Keegan. Woodland, yes or no? Man, that's one I was int- more interested in coming into the week because his price dropped. Still debating on him. One thing that was brought up is he won't score enough. Right? Like, if it does get to 15, 16 under, is he going to be the guy that gets it there versus more the guy that just grinds it out? And at 7,100, all you need is the made cut, people will say, but you need the made cut and then something thereafter. Man, I, I don't know. It's tough. The Justin Rose guy said, I'd rather play Scott this week myself. That's not a question, which... You know what that means. Ugh. Banned for life. I don't care about your fucking opinions, pal. Fuck off. Uh, any reason to think that Brennan Grace is a DFS play? We've already been over this. Can you look him up at least and give him just a he, little he had, bit? He had two top... He finished back-to-back runner-up on live like three months ago. And then he like, didn't play for six weeks. And then he 36th has... here back in 2014. Okay. 10th in Tucson in March. He was second somewhere. We don't uh, have much to say about Brandon Grace, I guess. I just think he's overpriced. Yeah, he was bad. back-to-back runner-up finishes on the Live Tour two months ago. And in his only other two starts, he hasn't cracked the top 20 on Live. Like, yeah, he has the open record for lowest round. We know that he had historically been a very good Lynx player, but I have no conception of where his game is at, and I'd rather take the chance on guys that I think are basically equivalent that are $1,000 cheaper. Yeah, and you could just go up too. He's like two hundred bucks more. You get to Benny Ann, you get to Chris Kirk. There's other Rasmus. Uh, you t- just talked about or Louis, but if you want to go up to Nikolai, is only seventy one. Like you don't have to spend much more. You can find three hundred dollars on the slate. Uh, what are the odds Justin Thomas ends the weekend top five in strokes gained approach? The odds? I don't. know. I don't know. And betting on stats. <laughs> what, now? what the fuck are we talking about here? All right, we're wrapping this up. Enough of this. <laughs> We're into, like, the shitty part of the questions. The truth comes out. We don't want the questions. Oh, Brent Harris did point this out. This is a good one. On DraftKings, play at DraftKings. Exactly. See? Brent knows. Brent the Tant. There's his name. <laughs> I like that. Players under par is over under 41 and a half at minus 130. Yeah. So you're 27 and a half at minus 220? Yeah, I'd play at the other place and bet the minus 225 and of 27. Yeah, it's a good number. <laughs> yeah. Really good number. I mean, 41, I, I would still go over 41. If we think that the winning score is going to be minus 14, there's going to be more than fucking 41 players under par. Yeah, but that's like a clear spot where you just got it in really good if that's the other line. Yeah. It's way, way better. When the other line is still there, too. And what is it, 16 less players you need? Yeah. Huge. What's going on at Ship It Nation? Today. Lots. Actually, we're going to have another show today, breaking it down. And we're going to spend a little more time on stuff a little bit different. We won't be building lineups, doing all that. We'll go through the tiers like always, but we did just launch our PGA projections. So I'll have those for future shows that we do on here. So we'll have the projections, got the ownership that I'm setting up now and getting it in there that way. So hoop myself today, 1.30 p.m. Eastern on the Ship It Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Ship It Nation. Follow me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. The tidbits are up over there. And then lastly, if the or when your Listener League fills, please go to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Listener League. It needs to get to 2,500. We got our largest Listener League ever. And we were, I think, 14 or 1,500 as of last night. So a little bit of a ways to go. I'll throw the link into the newsletter as well. The newsletter will come out later this evening. People have been asking me how do they send me, this guy just asked, Phil Smart. 
mean, Phil could be smarter is probably the answer to this, but still, how would I message Pat my five-star review on Spotify, which will get you 15 ballots into that draw for $2,000. If you just reply to the newsletter, when you like if you're a sub, you get yep. an email to just reply to it, boom, it goes straight to the Mayo Media account. You can tag sc- on Twitter, sc- screenshot it to me on Twitter. People have been tagging me on Instagram and their stories. What about threads? I, I don't think I've opened that app <laughs> since, day since, since, I, since I signed up for All it. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, myriad ways to do it. The Pat Mayo experience at gmail.com is another way you can always contact the show. There are many different ways that you can do this. Any one of them will work. I'm not looking at them. I got a guy to, <laughs> man, there's been so many people entering retweets, the tweets, all of that, the new reviews, the existing reviews. Uh, someone has a, some, one of the MMN employees has a spreadsheet with all of this stuff to make it very easy. Easy uh, for the ballots to, to because get if together. it was just like me pulling names out of have you, like, yeah, Tambo wins. Oh, Perfect. I need it. Yeah, I don't think that you do. <laughs> all right, we're good? Yeah, I think we're good. So getting that, sub to the newsletter. I have all my final thoughts in there with the updated weather, all the links. The, just it, It's basically a giant cheat sheet with new information that comes out towards the end of everything. But that will do it for me. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. And I'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.